Hey folks, welcome back. Today we've got a two-guest special. It's a trial by fire story, and I think it's pretty powerful for anyone trying to bring any type of project to fruition. Both guests are longtime friends of mine that took a chance, and through their grit, hustle, and determination, took a concept initially inspired by a Beatles song, from staged reading to award-winning theatrical play to getting picked up as a film to ultimately landing on Amazon. The crazy thing is, both had literally no background or experience in writing or producing. <laughs> That's absolutely nuts. It's a story of determination and defying obstacles, and I've got the entire thing chronicled for you in this week's episode. So, without further ado, give it up for two heavy-hitting actor-writers, my friends, the tenacious and undeniable Daniel Florin and Bradley Gosnell. Sounds good, guys. Boom, we're on. Um, Boom. So I'm here with Bradley Gosnell and Daniel Florin, and shout out to you two. I really, could you guys for a second introduce yourselves and, and kind of give a little bit of background? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, my, my name is Daniel Florin, and I'm a writer, actor in Los Angeles, California. My name is Bradley Gosnell, and I'm an actor writer in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> but I, but I thought of it first. Exactly. <laughs> Dan, Dan spoke first, but I was the first to come up with the idea of acting and writing. Yeah, so. I had to like muscle my way in to get that in first. It's <laughs> a branding thing for me. But thank you, Bradley. <laughs> so it's such a pleasure having you guys on, and. Um, I was talking to you guys a little bit before this. Uh, not only are we longtime friends and, and peers, mm -hmm. but um, I'm a longtime admirer of the work you both do. And so you guys really came up with this story and took it all the way um, from inception point to a play to finished film. And not only just finished film, but it, it garnered some awards along the way and some, some clout. So I just think that you guys' story is amazing. I'd love to dive in if we could, and, and kind of go from what that starting point was and how that story kind of came about. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It's a fun <laughs> story for us. Uh, and, and it's one of those stories that, uh, you know, at the risk of sounding pompous about your own life, Dan and I got to experience it together, which is really, really cool. There mm -hmm. are moments where we sort of were able to uh, sort of lift our head up from whatever we were working on, uh, even just for air, uh, and, and sort of look around it and realize how cool and unique this experience uh, really was. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure that's probably true for a lot of people wherever they're at right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and this project's always been as much Dan's as it is mine. And uh, that's not only made the project better, but it's made this experience and this journey. And you know, so, some of the things we're gonna get into today feel really special be able to mm -hmm. share it with someone else. So that's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. And I don't want to uh, stop you guys from saying it, but I, I should introduce that we're talking about you guys' film, Gun in a Hotel Bible, or what yes. became you guys' film. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. yes. Definitely. Gun in a Hotel Bible, yes. Which we, which just, I guess, and I guess it was a couple months ago now, on January 5th, we just launched it on Amazon and a few other places. So it's just now publicly available. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, uh, yes, we've been it's a product we've been working on for since uh, I think Bradley was it 2017 when you 
like fall 2017 yeah 2017 october something like that yes. um it was soup weather I, it was i don't know that's probably the closest accuracy <laughs> i could give you uh so it was soup weather outside and uh it was 2017 and and that's the beginning of this project I, dan and i met at a well i, I should say that uh hmm. th- there's a version of this play that was like a, a 10 minute comedy that lived on my computer that was just not very good uh for a while and so the the idea the, the, the play, we should start even further back. The play is inspired from a Beatles song. Uh, there's a song called Rocky Raccoon. And the chorus is Rocky Raccoon checks into a room only to find Gideon's Bible. Uh, and he came with a gun to shoot uh, his rival. So I thought that was a dramatic premise. And I thought, what if we brought the Bible to life? And that was a personified character. And the Bible had, you know, 45 minutes to talk this guy out of murder. And so... Um, with with this idea sort of incubating for however long it was uh, at some point there was something in the air i guess and dan and i were just thinking about kind of fighting our own thing and maybe working on something a little more serious or a little more long form and so i approached him at a panera soup weather mm-hmm. and asked him to essentially do this project with me mm-hmm. uh and uh and and dan said no um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> it could have been dead in the water just right then. Wow. I know, I know. If, I tell yeah. you, if it wasn't for the broccoli cheddar, we might have been. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, my my re- my first thoughts when Bradley was telling me about it, you know, because he said, you know, there's this if, if there's this desperate man and what and he's gonna maybe kill someone and mm. and what if this chipper, eager, fun Bible try to talk him out of it thinking about that my first thought was like oh i don't know a character that's the bible that there's no way you cut that that isn't incredibly infuriating to someone somewhere yeah exactly uh, was that just a huge uh, deterrent as far as you were afraid you had this fear of mocking yeah well i was a fear of whatever you yeah know? right are you gonna mock are you going to deify are you going to like you gotta say something about this what about this mm. book mm. um to have that be a character and so I, and that's what i that's what i was less interested in was was some big saying some grand statement about the bible in one way or another and then bradley said no no no, no. i mean certainly we have to figure out what we think about it and figure out all that kind of stuff but but the thing that bradley was like the thing that i that i that i like about it is that it's dramatic you know it's a high stakes uh, situation mm. Um, that this guy finds himself in with this uh, funny little Bible. And so, uh, and, and so he talked me into it. And so we said, okay, okay. So we sat down at his place and we started uh, pitching on, on what could this be? And then we, and then we went home for Christmas. Now it's really soup weather. And, uh, <laughs> and we just sent these emails back and forth over the course of Christmas that were long character point of view emails. You know, I think Pete would say something like this. Oh, and I, I think, I, you know what? I think Gid, Gid, Gideon, the Bible. I think that Gid would say something like this. And, and, and so these long character point of view emails back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And that kind of became the clay from which we would, uh, from which we would start to work with. And we, so we just did that over the course of December, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was January where we said, okay, you know, well, I, I, well, first of all, we started, we started two things kind of started to happen. One, I slapped the whole, all these emails together into this Frankenstein's monster of a, of a clay figure draft. Uh, <laughs> okay. That, that kind of became draft negative four, you know, like, like the first lumpy draft. Um, 
and and then around the same time we we started thinking you know what we had we had seen plays we had heard about the hollywood fringe festival and we had seen a lot of plays done there we'd heard that it was kind of you know it was a lot of things it's a wild festival um and, but then we had both recently seen products that were done at fringe that were really quality and mm. we went oh maybe maybe we could maybe we could you know what Bradley's a longtime theater fan. I'm a newer but still uh, theater fan. And so maybe we can figure out the Hollywood Fringe Festival. We can know, get to know the community. How does it work? How would, if we wanted to do this in the future on like a real project, not this project, but like if we want to do a real project at Fringe, we can at least mm -hmm. figure out on this tiny little dummy project that that's not going to go anywhere. And so, so we kind of got a draft and started thinking towards Fringe around the same time. Wow. Yeah. We, we, one of the funnest things about funnest, one of, one of the, the most engaging parts about <laughs> the early fringe and sort of that process was like, all right, not only are we going to try to build this thing up, but we're going to try to put it in this venue. We started talking to everyone that we, we knew who did fringe. Yes. Uh, and the community itself is fantastic. People who don't know you will tell you about it. They'll tell you how they're marketing, how they're doing, you know, what they're doing. Uh, the actual infrastructure and organization is great. They have these meetings you can go to and, mm -hmm. you know, it's it just fantastic. They respond to your emails. Highly recommend yes. Hollywood French. Just like fantastic people done doing fantastic work in a fantastic way. Uh, but I remember I, I spoke to a friend who did Fringe the year before. Um, I think it was Andy, actually. Okay. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Are we talking about Andy Hoff? Andy Hoff. That, yes. Andy Hoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I, think, I think I coughed with him. And uh, he did uh, Steady Rain the yes. year before, yes. uh, which we all saw, which we all loved. Um, and one of the things he asked was, you know, why are you doing this? Are you, are you doing Fringe because you want to be seen as an actor and, you know, introduce and invite agents and managers? Are you doing it because you want to, like, make money? Are you doing you know, that sort of basic question, right. which is a fantastic question to ask yourself before anything. Right. Uh, and one that I, we, I, we hadn't thought about. Yeah. And, and I, I started the end of the day, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to hit a point for the audience. So um, if for those of you that aren't involved in, in maybe the creative or, or entertainment field, a fringe is almost like a um, an independent debut of maybe working plays or newer things that haven't are, that aren't mainstream yet. So anybody listening yeah, yes. that doesn't know what we're talking about as far as a fringe festival, it's where a lot of new work, the inception starts, and a lot of yes. new writers mm -hmm. can actually put up their work. So I just want to make that clear. And, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of a lot of you know written already established plays can be done there in creative ways mm. uh, i think yeah. the, a, a play won the year before that was um an, a player that was an uber driver and he was just right. facing facing upstage and every so often he'd turn around and look at the audience as if they were all in his uber car wow. so like really yes. creative you know you know the, the experimental and this is we're probably experimental we're probably gonna talk about this more when we go from the play as a play to the story as a film but something that you get in theater yeah. that you don't get anywhere else is some suspension from the the experience of being live, right? There's intimacy there, there's vulnerability there. Uh, and also you, the audience already knows that it's make-believe mm. because they're all sitting on this side of the room and you have to clap at the end. And all of these things kind of help cushion the audience towards what our play was, which was a touch absurd, right? We had a character who like a very dramatic setting is almost like a Greek tragedy and just the, the, the pomp of it all. And we have this personified character that plays by his own rules a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 I felt like as an actor engaging with a live audience, working within that suspension, uh, 
was a great, great uh, space for us to cultivate what, is, what it was we liked about it. Um, and all that happens at Fringe because it's all this live, creative, fertile space. Um, yeah, I, 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 can't, I don't know if you know, my, my recollection of where Fringe came from was Edinburgh was the first one, right? And it was- I'm not sure that that's the first, okay. but that's certainly like the biggest, most famous. People say I'm doing Fringe, but, sometimes they yeah. think about Edinburgh. The, the legend yeah. that I that I heard was essentially oh, there's a, a theater festival of plays and then there was all these plays that didn't make it into the festival and they set up outside of the festival in little tents a fringe festival of the of all the places things that didn't make so so fringe kind of became this thing for the experimentalists the ones that aren't going to like get a debut at a theater house and mm -hmm. so and now there's kind of fringes in cities all across wow the world. um and I it's did so, not know like that. lots of experimental theaters lots of, it's like do it yourself it's kind of in my head it's the youtube of theater right where you can wow. youtube you can just make a video and put it on youtube theater you can just like write some words down rent a space and you're in fringe um and so yeah oh yeah and yeah. Um, before uh, sorry i don't mean to interrupt but again before oh, we get yeah. too far what is I guess, can you, could one of you please give kind of a synopsis of what the story is without giving too much away? And, because I, honestly, totally. everybody mm -hmm. listening to this, you probably should go to Amazon and watch this film. But yes. please, yeah, give an overview. Please a little do. Bit. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Can I take a stab at it, Bradley? Yeah, you got it. Okay. All right. So, uh, so Gun, and a, Gun, <laughs> um, Gun and a Hotel Bible is about um, a man. Hmm on the verge of a violent act, great violence. Um, and he shows up at a hotel room um, um, waiting for the person that, you know, he's waiting to be violent with to get to this hotel. So, so he's kind of camping out of this hotel. He's check, keeps checking the window. He knows they're coming, they're coming up, they're coming up. And while he's sitting there with a gun in his hands, he's got to stare at the Bible on the bedside table. And if you ever had that feeling of like, you know, where like, if, if you ever had a feeling of like a Bible or a holy book or that picture of grandma or whatever is staring at me as I'm doing that thing I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> that's kind of what we started with. It's like, there's this Bible on the bedside table that's staring at him. And then in the play and in the movie, um, that Bible is personified uh, by an actor, um, me. Um, so so we have this, <laughs> this really chipper, eager, happy uh, Bible in like an old pastor suit, just like a person in a pastor suit playing the Bible who now meets this guy um, about to do uh, a terrible thing. And, um, and this Bible now has until the people show up, so it has about an hour to talk this guy out of it and try to talk him out of like, you know, don't like all the reasons why the Bible might have a hesitation to this guy using a gun. And then this guy with the gun gets to fire back at the Bible. And so that's kind of, so it's this high stakes, um, ethical, moral, should I or shouldn't I conversation um, right before it all goes down. So that's, that's going to know hotel Bible. <laughs> Wow. That's great, man. Yeah, you hit it, oh, I think. Great, uh, <laughs> great, great. So I wanted anyway. to just uh, be able to give an audience, you know, something something uh, that is something to kind of wrap their head around as we're speaking. But yeah, yeah. so go on. So you guys were, so did it originally always want to be a, a play, it sounds like? Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you guys, the original plan, the story was, okay, hey, we're going to just try this thing, get this out there. Yeah. Um, did it kind of come out of maybe you guys trying to create opportunity for yourselves? I mean, or was it just kind of like, I mean, how did that embolden? Did you have an itch, Bradley, that you just had to get this story out? Or, or what was that like? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think that's 
part of that's just ingrained in everything you do as an artist. Mm -hmm. um, that to some, I mean, unless you're, you know, working a, an odd job or, or maybe, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there, there are day players who are you know, going to work and just putting in their hours as actors. But, you know, if you are an artist, then to some degree, you are operating off this need to produce something. Yeah, um, and that's why you started doing it. Mm -hmm. That's why you're not doing something smarter with your life. Um, and <laughs> and so but but I'm not sure that there was a there was a, a very practical or I should say, like explicit hmm. be like, I need to create. I'm tired of not I've got, you know, it's just sort of been in the DNA. You know, when I was in college, we, you know, Dan and I did improv together. We moved out to LA uh, and we were, you know, making sketch comedy with uh, some friends of ours from TCU. Uh, and, and so the idea that we would write something that we performed in uh, didn't feel like a, a stretch at all. It didn't feel like we, we're going outside yeah. the bounds, like here, here's our big play, you know, we got to let, let the world know us. Right. And this kind of goes back to that conversation I, I had with, with Andy Hoff when we walked away from that, sat in my car, like wondering, what's the answer to this question? Why are we doing this? And I think what we kind of landed on was like, we just want to make something good. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're not trying to turn a profit. We're not trying to invite people. We were just trying to like do really our trying best to get an job. Agent. Not trying to get like, we we're just trying to mm -hmm. do our best job to write something well, because we had never written anything like this before. Um, and and, uh, and as Dan said, we were trying to like figure out fringe so that we could nail it the next time we really cared about it. We didn't really walk yeah. in a fringe being like, this is our shot. We we're like, all right, here's this play. It's a two person play. You know, when, when we strike gold later, we'll know how to really, you know, turn this to our advantage. So yeah. it was very minimal goals. Like we just want this to yeah. be good. And so when we read it, we're going to read it with the eye and act it and write it. We're going to try to only use one barometer, which is, do we think this is good or not? Um, not marketable, not, uh, you know, getting attention, not like, is, is this my type that Hollywood's going to cast me in later? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it was just trying to like do fringe right. Um, right. We weren't trying to win awards. Uh, and so it was, it was pretty humble at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that allowed us to focus on what was really important uh, and allowed us to maneuver through some really interesting creative situations that you don't get from often you know we're writing a play where a bible is personified where mm -hmm. dan and i have and we bring our own opinions and experiences with religion where we are also writing in the play where we're putting up our own money for it where we're you know doing the load in and load out and like there's just so much interaction that we have on so many different levels that to some degree simplifying it all and just saying we just want to do it well uh, allowed us to be so singular in our focus and I, Dan, I wonder what your thoughts are on this. Hmm. That it made working together feel like a, a smoother process than it might have been if we were, you know, looping in all of these more complex, more external priorities. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I think you, uh, you just, I want to kind of circle back because I think you touched on something really powerful uh, when you were speaking, Bradley, just now. Is At least in my opinion, art for art's sake, I think, produces mm -hmm. some, uh, at least majority of the time, so much more impactful um, substance, I think, than if you have, mm. if you're trying to do art or or put something forward with an end goal, usually it just doesn't come out as magical or um, mm. as. Uh, I'm searching for the right word to, dis to yeah, describe. Yeah, there's something special about it. Yeah, I, exactly. I, mm -hmm. it, the, yeah, and I, 
I don't know. I don't know how much it applies in this. I'm sure there's Fair. incredible pieces of art that were done sheerly for, for oh, profit. Oh, of course. Of course. Right, right, right. <laughs> but in my and, some really, and some really bad art that was done for no other reason. For no other reason. Oh, my God. Lord knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So in, my, in my experience, it feels, like, it feels like doing it for its own sake, you might get something special. Mm. Uh, doing it, trying to whore the art out in order to, to make it work for you and move your career and all that kind of stuff. Rare is, it just makes it much more rare and to me mm-hmm. you know like you you still might strike gold in which case god you got lucky but it, like i know like in a pitch room if i were going to a pitch room and somebody says come up with a billion dollar idea today then like i'm so i'm there's no way if somebody <laughs> walks into a pitch room and says hey what made you laugh this week like what made you cry this month you know then like then maybe well oh you know this is funny it's so crazy it's just a youtube video about a dog but i just started crying you know then all well that, that's all of a sudden like the room's warm and like we mm-hmm. might come up with something special but you know how to shut the room down to ask for a billion dollar idea that'll that'll shut it exactly break. introduce so, that stress yeah and so it's so it definitely felt like yeah i'm I, I, similar to what bradley said i, I feel like I, I would say similar things that it just it felt like because another thing that's probably worth saying is we were already doing a YouTube channel at the time. We were doing Safety Patrol, which was a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that we were loving and having tons of fun with. And so we felt like we were doing things. We are getting ourselves out there. And not that we like, we're booking crazy on television because <laughs> of our YouTube channel. So it was, it was kind of like, we it kind of kind of felt like we were, we were already kind of doing that. And we were kind of, so to me, and I already had a good relation, working relationship with Bradley, a longstanding working relationship with Bradley. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of felt like, well, you know, this, this idea seems interesting. Let's explore that. I get to do it with, for my end, I'll just speak for myself. I feel like I get to do it with Bradley. Right. And that's already such a good, so like, look, honestly, I remember at the beginning going, this is such a weird idea. And you know what, if nothing else, brainstorming with Bradley is a good use of an app. I remember thinking like that, you know, like, like, like we, cause you just never know. And I'm, I've gotten, I feel like jaded, maybe the wrong word, but just very realistic about the expectations of the entertainment industry. I don't quickly latch onto something and go, Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. I go like, yeah, well, let's just, let's just see because things fall through so frequently. So I was like, well, so true. You get to brainstorm with Bradley. That's a great use of time. And if we, if we happen to maybe come up with a thing that's vaguely functional, we we'll need to figure out fringe. So I remember like doing some, doing an idea, exploring an idea that was interesting, doing it with somebody that I love, and then maybe just figuring out this fringe community and how do they work and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Those to me really felt like the goals that I remember going into it with. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, and then, but then, you know, kind of went from there. But yeah, it certainly didn't start off with any kind of high ambition. We literally picked almost the smallest theater that we could find. <laughs> I remember that. So, uh so basically you guys had nothing to lose and uh, just a, a ton, except for maybe like time, you know, time and effort. Tons of time and a couple grand Lots that we spent on the space. But I remember feeling like, you know what, if we spent all this time and all this money on this play and the play was bad and all this kind of stuff, it would still be worth it. It would be worth it to have done it with Bradley to yeah. have like really got, you know, it felt like it didn't feel like that would have been a bad end if we like, you know, if we didn't get an agent out of this, you know, that wasn't really on the radar. So, yeah, I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. And and a lot of people, you know, they get disheartened by the sheer kind of mountain they see. And they, they yeah. say like, oh, my gosh, well, you know, why would I put this much effort in for only this much gain? Like, unless it's amazing, I, I can't, you know, put time and effort into it. Where I, I think that kind of can be kind of like a poison to your mind, at least uh, 
trying new things and trying to be successful. I mean, you're only sure you only um, capitalize on the opportunities you you kind of create or take. So I mean, that's kudos yeah. to y'all for putting in the effort and you know putting some skin up in the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you know you know all about this, Mark. You've you've Mark's Mark's written and directed and acted in his own projects as well. Uh, for those of you listening at home, and those that's and, right. you know. And with with incredible success, um, you know it, it's you're right because especially in LA, if you do have to develop um, a monitor for trying too much, mm-hmm. there's always going to be another acting class. There's always going to be someone saying get new headshots. Yes. There's always going to be someone saying you know spend your time over here. Um, so you do have to. I mean, there's there's an industry built only around people trying to get into the industry oh my you know gosh. yeah that... and and so and and so you do have to like have some you know idea about what not to spend my time on because mm. if you go to any blog and say what should an actor do they'll give you a lot and la will let you spend all your time and all your money not doing mm. anything or doing too much or not being focused in that regard um so yeah i i in, in some ways, it, it was it was you know not trying to focus on too much. In some ways, uh, this project felt. It felt. I will say. I will say. From the very beginning of the project, it felt like I was chasing something. It felt mm-hmm. like there was there was either a feeling um, or an end result, uh, or, or maybe just the creative experience. And and it probably transformed a little over time. Yeah. But I, I didn't walk. I, I, for all our talk about you know the simplicity of it all there was underneath it this like you know some momentum some pulse some desire to chase a thing um and i think that evolved over time at a certain point you read the script and you go okay now what do i love about it um and maybe it's this great let's chase that let's chase it with all our might yes um so it, it wasn't like completely neutral of um passion or drive or desire yes um, Totally. I, I'd say quite, yeah, the, yeah. I told, I love that. It's super well said, Bradley. All, all what you just said. And I, I, I think it's so true. It wasn't, um, there was always a life to it. You know, mm. there wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily um, the business side sugar high of, I will get famous and money if I do this thing. Mm. That wasn't, that's a, that's a, if you want to get famous and have, or if you want to like have a bunch of money, then don't go to arts first. There's just other places to make money quicker, simpler, you know? So it kind of felt like, this, this, uh, that wasn't the thing we were chasing, but there was something about it that felt really lifey. Um, mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is good. And, you know, and then we like find another moment or we get into it and be like, ooh, that was, ooh, that was, that was good. How do we, how do we amp that thing, you know? And so, mm-hmm. so it kind of constantly felt like it was, it was developing. Um, and, you know, I feel like, I feel like that honestly, for, for every stage, after the pitch, we kind of kept developing and then the brainstorm kept developing and the emails like, oh, this is kind of getting interesting. Yeah. And then, and then I then draft one and then Bradley. So we started trading drafts. I would do draft one. Bradley does draft two. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're kind of leading into it right now. I wanted to get into kind of um, segue into the kind of the writing process. So when you guys sit down to write, yes. Dan, you, you yeah. say, okay, I'm not sure about this. All right, whatever. We'll give it a shot. So you guys <laughs> kind of get together. I mean, how did this writing process start? You, you said earlier in the conversation, you had this collection, almost this, this ramshackled manuscript uh, put together emails yes. that you kind of used. <laughs> that's that perfect. Yeah. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's like, what it was. You're, uh, it, you're almost like the yeah. script Bible at first. Um, you kind of took and transposed into, or at least gleaned some ideas from. So how did, how did this writing yeah. process kind of start? Were you, like so many people in L.A., 
you just see millions of them get together in coffee shops. Was that kind of like you guys' story or what, what was what was the game? Yeah, kind of. I, to my memory, Bradley, and correct me if I'm wrong, I remember kind of like we had all the emails and we're like, okay, we feel like we're at a good place to try to start doing a draft one. Let's how about you try to do the first couple pages and I'll try to do the, we were kind of trying to like split up the writing, mm-hmm. you know, to like do it in sections or something like that. And then, and I, and for me, it was, I just like had a fit of a week. I just had like a mix of like time and uh, a fit of inspiration for lack of a better term and just like slapped it all together. And I was like, well, I know it's only supposed to do like page one through five, but like, here's like a version of what it could look like. And so we mm-hmm. kind of use that mm-hmm. as like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, actually this becomes useful have just mm-hmm. a done thing even if it's a bad done thing it's still a done thing and yeah. so then so then so so then bradley kind of took this like you know this ugly baby and then he nursed it to a toddler baby you know like he he so, so he took he did draft one or he took draft one and kind of made draft two so what we did for the first several drafts is like gate we would read through it and give notes mm. and then the other person would completely rewrite it solo <laughs> I don't know if this was the right thing or wrong thing. It's just yeah. what we did. So I wrote the whole yeah. first one. Bradley wrote the whole second one. I wrote the whole third one. Bradley wrote yeah. the whole fourth one. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, I, I remember. I remember something that I really valued out of this. And and you know, Dan Dan really set the standard for how we were going to write this, which is well, and we're going to put work into it. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was all really fun. You know, those those fits of inspirations come and go. When you're on it, you're on uh-huh. it. You're yeah. not. You're you're still in front of your computer. Um, but as Dan said, like it was, we kind of, we, we were, we didn't have a plan for how we we're going to write this and we hadn't done this before. So Dan just, I get an email from Dan saying, here's kind of 50 pages that I wrote and now I got to go, all right, well, I'm going to write 50 pages and yeah. I'm going to have, I'm not going to, you know, come up short here. I want to believe what I think and I want to put the thought into it to know what I like and what I don't like. And, um, and, and then humble myself to the fact that, everything in here could be changed. Um, and it's, on, it's only after, you know, collectively the two of you go, yeah, I'm not sure if we ever had a, con- I'm sure we had a million conversations about it, but it felt like there was never a point where we had to say, you know, what do I own? What do you own? Blah, 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 mm. blah. Yeah. Um, if, if you go into it saying anything I say can be cut, you know, <sighs> and, and not because- It's so James, hard. <laughs> yeah, not because he's the boss, yeah. but, but because he might be right. You know, if, if yeah. we may have to kill this darling of mine. Um, and then once you sort of like actually come to terms with that, you know, somewhere in your soul, uh, then you get to step into the other person's writing and cut with similar, <laughs> uh, a similar sort of uh, reckless, freedom. just like freedom. this. Yeah, exactly. Freedom. Um, you, you're, you feel liberated to, you know, pursue what you think is, is the best option um, mm-hmm. and to work hard yes. at it. Uh, so, so then it was, so ex- exactly what Dan said, we put these, you know, back and forth and back and forth these drafts, and we probably got five or six deep. I think four? it was. I think it was. I think it was after four after that we four. did a table read. So we each okay. had two full passes, mm-hmm. and you know, we and there's a do or die moment actually in the middle. I remember very specifically. It was after draft two. Mm. There's a do or die moment of like, hey, we have to put money down on a fringe vendor. Yeah, and so it felt like it all it of a sudden got like real. It was like it was. I can't. I, what's a good metaphor for this? I don't know. It felt. You know what it felt like? It felt like we're going to push the plane off a cliff, and the bet is, can we make it flyable before we hit the ground? You know, that's what it felt like. Um, so we were like, okay, we've done two drafts, because <laughs> it wasn't an airplane. <laughs> it wasn't an airplane. Like at the time, we're like, we would not perform this. We would not perform this as is live. We do right. not feel good about this. 
and so so we just and so i remember this weird, and it was just it was a reckoning moment i mean it was just a and just what Bradley said, it's such a vulnerable and humbling experience to be riding with somebody that you respect and love, especially mm-hmm. because like ah, they're gonna win. And then you know, or you know, or that you know, like or uh, win is the wrong word. And that's that's the whole thing that I feel like in some ways it, it got easier to learn is that we're not winning and losing. We're, we're we are we are we're pushing and pushing. We're trying to make this thing as good as possible. Mm, and so, right. but but just like knowing that I'm going to do something that I think is a good idea in the moment, and then we're going to realize several moments later that that was a bad idea, <laughs> and, and, and like shaping that together and trusting some you know it takes a lot of trust. It was it was a very vulnerable experience. It felt like, and, but I remember, and you can't do it you can't do it with everyone, right? Yeah, like, right. Because to some degree, you, you, it's not like you win page five, but I'll win page ten. You don't keep score. Yeah, you you sit and talk about page five until you both agree, you yes. know. And um, and so some people you won't agree with. Some some people, you know, I I, I imagine that it this doesn't work. Process, exactly, exactly. Or you so it would have, have to work differently. Lucky. It must work differently mm-hmm. with different depending on the partnerships. That's true. That's <laughs> and true. honestly, I feel like it did us a lot of favors to not work through it together for the first several drafts of just like yeah. I'm going to take it full. You're going to take it full because then we didn't have to apologize for the gross um misinterpretations and <laughs> hacking that we were doing to the other person's right. work just omitting huge scenes and monologues pages pages, pages. like yeah i'm just gonna Ugh. cut that i think oh. that's cutable and but, and for the first few dra- it was it helped <laughs> to like not have somebody in the room to squeal you know to just right. like i'm gonna cut those five pages i thought they were bad i don't want to really explain to you why that was i'm just gonna keep moving <laughs> you know and vice versa and so i, I think after it was after bradley did draft four it felt like uh-huh. okay this isn't we still probably wouldn't perform this live oh i, I guess i guess so i guess after draft two before draft three there was like we put money down and it was like okay right we're in we're doing it here we go we're gonna we're, we're gonna hope we can build this plane um and then after draft four it was like okay we this we still maybe wouldn't perform this but we feel like there's enough good bones there that it would be helpful to have more input and that's what we called you mark uh <laughs> uh because you were there at the first reading, right? I was. I was. I was one of the lucky, a lucky few, I think. Um, it, yeah, it was super fun. This is, is kind of where I kind of a little, uh, barely tie into this story because I want to keep it on you guys. But it, I, yeah, I got a call from you guys saying that you guys had written this thing, and I had heard through the grapevine from you know I both of you on your own that you guys You're were like kind of with it. yeah tinkering with it, dabbling with it. But I had no idea kind of what was was happening really. I mean, from afar, you you hear only inklings. And then, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to be invited that, that one night. You guys had just a really small get-together, and I'm sure... Yeah, like five or six people. Exactly, and I, I would love to kind of ask you this. I mean, how... I cannot think, especially as, like, a dabbler in writing myself, it is so vulnerable the first time you put your work up, that baby being seen. So that night when it was just... Because I, I fully... I think as a performer, as an actor, um, as a creative, you know, when you're giving up a part of yourself or a little bit of creation that you've made, whether you're, you're acting or you're putting up like a painting or what have you to like people that you, that you love and you care and you trust and you you respect. It is much harder to do that for me than it is when I have 300, you know, seat audience room or something like that, or a hundred people or 50 people, the more people, I don't know why it kind of gets more lax, but when it's the people that I really respect and trust and admire, that is when it's, it's it just is just so tough. 
It's so scary. It's so tough. And it, <laughs> yes, I, I think also, especially when it's unfinished, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's this unfinished, raw. Very raw. But I would say for me, I aspire to be able to do something like that solo. Yes. It, it went so mm-hmm. far to me to be doing it with Bradley and just, yeah. you know, like if we go down in flames, we go down together. <laughs> you know, if this thing was a <laughs> trash can fire, uh, you know, that, that, that really made a difference to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I aspire to be able to do something like that. So, but yeah, it's a vulnerable experience to, yeah. to get people you love and try. And, you know, we made a thing of it. You buy some drinks. We, we like set up a stage space with some lighting and, you know, kind of, you know, like wanted it to, wanted it to feel like a, like we were. You want to showcase that you care too. Yeah. Yeah. We care. Like we do, we care. We believe in this thing. We want it to be good. We hope it's good. We cross our fingers. Right. We hope it's good. Mm-hmm. And we want your honest feedback. We need good you know we need to have good feedback and so um so yeah it was a very small group but yeah um what, what was that experience like on your i mean for so on our end it was vulnerable and yeah. to me at least i'll speak for myself it felt vulnerable it felt like this swing it felt it was also fun to share with friends you know friends that you trust that like right. even if they're going to give honest criticism they won't give they won't be brutal with your heart they'll still they might be like you know what dude it's not working you know yeah. like like they, they, they'll tell you but they're not gonna hurt you mm-hmm. um what was that what was it like in the experience out of that uh well i kind of you know i kind of alluded to it i, I just didn't know what to expect you know what i mean yeah. i had because i i care about you guys as, as friends and peers i ultimately i wanted you guys to succeed so coming and, and being invited and, you know, sitting down and, and seeing that you guys cared, you know, you actually, you, you made it look as professional as you could, you know, for what, for, for what was happening. And um, then, you know, sitting back, I was just very, and to be honest, I was both empowered and blown away by what, mm. what happened because it was, it exceeded the expectations I had of how much effort and care that you really put into the to the project you know you hear especially in los angeles and when you're amongst creatives it just happens all the time because everybody's really trying to make something work ultimately uh whether yeah. it be good or bad and so you get kind of like you know if if you're if you're lucky or you have a lot of creative friends you you kind of get invited to to see projects and and um you know hear other people's thoughts and stuff like that and a lot of times you know they're okay but they're you know they're nothing to like lot about totally. you know i you know but but you know every now and then you get a special one and so I, I felt like you know there was something about that project that was pretty special it was it, it could go someplace you know yeah. you get you get invited to so many of these things that are like yeah you know that that was good like it's Im- impressive but it's, i don't see like i don't know where the tra- trajectory is but in in sometimes like in this case i was very impressed because it was that was the thing that I think I could take away from that night was realizing like, whoa, okay, I could see some trajectory. I don't know where this goes, but I, I see that there's something here. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. So that was that was really cool. And to be – that was the first, you know, time I had really you, – you know, not first time, but I would say going back to just seeing how much you guys cared, um, it was just really – I go back to saying empowering because it was just like, wow, not only can I see all the effort they've put in – and the drive and the the difficulty as well as the complexity of the story. But, you know, it makes me I, I tell you guys this, I've told you this before, I get competitive, 
You know what I mean? When I'm like, oh shit, I need to be doing something because these guys, these guys are putting some some stuff up that man, shit, what am I doing with my life? You know what I mean? Which is great. It's it's phenomenal. It gets me off my ass. But it's I think that that's one of those greatest great compliments I can give. Is like, man, after that night, I just remember being like, in the car, like. God, I gotta, I gotta get something together. You know what I mean? <laughs> because there's no way that I would be left in the dust. You know, which is awesome. It was such a great feeling well, and so Mark, empowering. You and I have had that relationship since college. Yeah. That yeah. that sense of like both both collaboration and competitiveness. Both like I'm rooting for you because Mark and I were in the same grade. We acted together in college, mm. um, same major, and so we were seeing each other do monologues every week. Um, and one of the one of the biggest blessings about going to school with someone like Mark was that Mark was uh, able to and willing to and, and cared enough to engage in walking that fine line between um, I want to I love you I don't want to be any worse than you yeah uh, and I refuse <laughs> to let let that be so and there'd be moments when I would I would watch Mark and go damn he's better than me right yeah now. and I and next week I can't let that be true right you know? back at uh, you and. Yeah. And, and Mark Mark's one of the reasons that I'm the actor I am today because I just spent four years working with him oh. uh, and learning with him. Uh, it's same to you, man. I, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at without you guys. Um, but going back to this this stage reading because I think it's super super valuable. How valuable was it um, for you as writers, as young writers? How valuable is it to have something like that where you, you know, have these almost like workshop moments? Um, to put up work yeah. and get feedback from. Can you speak a little bit about that as far as, you know, creating something from the ground up? Yeah, I, I felt super incredibly blessed that it felt like it was working. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, you know, it, it, felt, it, felt, it felt like the bones of the writing at that reading, it was like, oh, something there's definitely tons of things we want to change but doing that experience i've you know those are the first full length project that me and bradley had worked on mm -hmm. um as writers not as actors certainly so it was it was i feel very very fortunate that that in this one it was kind of like a nice um you know it was just a nice place to start that mm -hmm. like that like something about this seems to be kind of working. We both kind of like it, but it also seems like other people kind of like it too. That there's something to it. So I felt very fortunate that it felt like it was very vulnerable, but it felt like it felt like um, we didn't have we didn't have to like tr <laughs> trash the whole thing completely start over. You know, we we could take notes and kind of take the next step. I felt very fortunate for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I I learned one of the biggest lessons from what it means for someone to ask you to read their work or mm. work on something with them. Um, and as you say, sometimes you just don't have time. Someone says, Hey, can you read the script for me? And you go, yeah, I can't. Um, or, or, or whatever, but you know, at, in the best of times or in the best of ways, uh, when someone asks you to engage with their work, what they're asking for you to do is to engage with it. Uh, you know, yeah. I like this. I didn't like that. That's very valuable, but if someone can become passionate about something that you're passionate about, then, then it inspires, it moves, it creates friction. It, it just pumps it full of life. It's so easy to become so liturgical with what it means to have good art. And like this, you know, this script, I would change this note here. And, and not that those are bad notes, but walking away from that reading, it, I, I saw and felt something behind everyone's eyes when they talked about it. 
Mm -hmm. when people like spoke to me, whether it was a compliment or a note or a criticism, mm -hmm. yes. there, there was a, there was movement, there was activity mm. behind, behind what they were saying. Um, There's like a living you know, thing to fight for, as opposed to just exactly trying to find life here. It's like, no, I felt life here. How can we defend that? You, mm -hmm. you guys have to cut that moment when that guy said that. It's like a, that's a harsh criticism. You guys have to do this thing in your script. But the reason that harsh criticism comes is because there, there's this like salivating for the life that you sense in it, as opposed to mm -hmm. it's hard when you get a script and all of us have written scripts like this or mm -hmm. read scripts like this or whatever. When you're like, there's just no pulse. There's not. There's nothing carbonated about this. There's nothing. Yeah. It's just. This is flat. Oh, it's so hard. And it's I. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. So if it was, it was nice to feel like there was something alive, um, you know, that we were working with. Definitely. So, so you guys have the stage reading. You you get all this feedback. You're kind of digesting it. It's it went. It sounds like better than you had you had anticipated and you were so congratulatory of it. I um, knew it would be a hit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's a good question. I, I actually don't know what I expected. I, yeah. I kind of, okay. <laughs> uh, but it certainly, it certainly was, it, it certainly was encouraging. It certainly was, yeah. whether it went better or worse, I don't know, but it was encouraging for sure. Great. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you take all this and you, you're kind of digesting it. Um, were there any massive changes to the play? I mean, I, I don't remember the, being off the top of my head, but maybe you guys can speak to, did you go back to the drawing board and have some major things? It's, I don't know. It certainly felt like there were massive yeah. changes yeah. Uh, to us, but I, I, yeah, but you'd probably actually be, a, have a better grid as to whether it really felt like as an audience member, there were massive changes. Um, so it's interesting because yeah. uh, well, it was what we did. So I would say mm. two, the two, two biggest things that came next. First was, uh, this is from my perspective anyways, that, um, we finally sat down in the same room as we did rewrites as opposed oh, wow. to you rewrite it and don't listen to me. You know, it was like, we're going to sit down and uh, I had a projector. And so we plug the computer into the projector. We throw the script on the wall and we go line by line. And like, do you like this? How do we transition from this idea to this? You know, mm -hmm. I want to cut these things. We kind of start big picture and slowly start shaping down and like into line by line, punctuation by punctuation go, until we kind of like, you know, we started syncing up that draft four into like draft, you know, five through whatever, right. just kind of like getting it, getting it to feel like it was working. That's amazing. That one, go, yeah. I'm sorry. Just to clarify, you guys didn't yeah. really sit down in the same room until after that stage reading. No, no, no. Oh, I, I okay. guess, I guess okay. we didn't, we didn't rewrite line. We didn't do rewrites together. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Notes and we talk about like mm, what, mm. what the notes were. Gotcha. But to actually go into the script and do rewrites, we didn't really do that before then um and it was friction i mean it was friction it was a, i feel like i learned so much i'm so thankful that bradley is so gracious and learning how to collaborate he would he one of my favorite things that bradley would say something along the lines of what are you, what are you trying to protect you know because bradley would say i want to cut this line and i'll go no we can't cut that line he said well what, what are you trying to protect you know I was like, well, I just want to protect the idea that he gasps. And Riley goes, oh, great. Well, can we just gasp? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that fixes it for me. And go, great. Well, can we cut the line? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. care about the line. I just want him to gasp, you know? <laughs> and so, so, so kind of like figure in doing that, because the truth is often we want, well, we, want to, we want to be cheering for each other. We mm -hmm. want to be on the same team, not at odds. So when we would come into wrinkles going like, well, I, 
I, in the next moment, I want to accomplish a sense of this for this character. And then Bradley says, well, I want to accomplish a sense of this for this scene. And I go, well, I want to accomplish a sense of this for the play. You know, mm. so what the thing, like all the, we want to vote yes, 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 and yes. How can we pull all those points apart and, and have a line that does all four of those things? And also it has to be quick because we're, we're running out of time, you know? So, so, so that learning that process of not just, you know, the note behind the note of like, not just, what was this small thing, but trying to fight behind the thing. So that, that's, um, that's one of the big things. Bradley, what was, your, what was your experience like moving into that like line-by-line line drafting? Uh, very similar to what you're saying, right? The, the, the experience of, you know, what is it you want to protect? What is it you love? What is it you, what makes you uncomfortable that you don't like about it? Um, yes. And the, the answer was most likely later. And yes. it, it can be very easy, first of all, you should be giving no one a five paragraph essay on why you don't or dislike a line, but you probably could, you know, write a lot of material about one line when you're that yes. much attached to it. So, so communication needs to be both, you know, a healthy back and forth and also understand that there, there can be mm. really deep cavities to, to explore here. Um, and so often in creative experiences, I'll say, I don't like it because of this. What about that? Well, I actually don't like it because of this. You keep, well, you said that earlier. Well, now you, there's two, oh, well, that, well, that's what, you know. So it, it, it can feel like just the um, circumstance of being creative might lead to hostility because there's no way you can express all your feelings. And there's no way I can know that me not liking that also relates to me in the prologue and me liking that. And like, it's just yes. so many things to, to weave in and out of. So th there was a, a great amount of patience and, and communication necessary for line by lining this thing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to pin things and say, all right, Dan, you know, can we leave it this way for a couple of days? And I won't forget that you hate it. <laughs> and I respect that you hate it, but let's just like, yeah. let's just leave it here because I think it's going to help us in a couple of pages. And then we'd go back and we decided that we hate it. Um, or sure. Dan would change his mind or whatever. Could go either um, way. Mm. could go either way so so a, a lot of different stuff like that uh and then and then just the fun stuff of of you know dan, dan really has to walk around a room to understand what he believes about something or what he feels about something you're a pacer you're so, a pacer uh, uh, more than a, he's, he's a mover he's a dancer mover. <laughs> dan, dan would like lie on the ground and stretch out and then like and, and like get up and like do a spin and then like lean against a wall and rub his eyes and like this is what I feel. <laughs> I have it. No, wait, I have it, Bradley. You tell me. Okay, so we're in a room. I'm just there in my computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, very oh, funny. That's um, so true. That's so and, true. And I'm sure, and I, I know that I had um, just as many, and I'll probably a lot less healthy. Uh, no, no, Bradley to me, to me, Bradley is like a true actor. Like he. But like I'm, I remember specifically there's one monologue of Pete's where I felt like I saw I, like I was like Bradley, what do you want to say? He's like I don't know something like it. I'm like well, but no, tell me what is it? See, well, I'm, look, I'm just trying to say. And then he just like clicked into it. And he said, "Look," and he just started going line, and I I just started typing like like as he goes like one word because he was just like it, like like seeing like like discovering those moments together like he's in it this. He is now in this like moment of clarity, articulating what he was at least the first draft, what he was actually trying to say. Uh -huh. I'm really just trying to say this, and I think that the character would say something like that, and the, you know, try to like get those words beat by beat. And so, so I feel like for Bradley, it'd be more, it'd be more like, you know, for me, it was more dance, and for Bradley, it was 
acting. I would get to <laughs> see him just, you know, yeah. you know, and then and then try to transcribe as much as as quickly as possible, as much as what's happening in that moment. And we're probably still going to give notes and change that. But like, again, that's the lifey thing that we're now trying to protect and amplify. We found a living thing. That's good. We now that we have a heartbeat. Now we can protect and amplify because mm. if it's not, if it doesn't, if it's just, if it's still flat, then there's nothing to be done, but to keep hunting around and swinging a bat around until something finally twitches, you know, for sure. For sure. Wow. Um, and so, so to me, like a, one of the, so that was one of the big things that we got a, after draft, after that stage reading. And the other thing that we got after that stage reading was, had to do with somebody who was invited to the stage reading and did not come. Mm. Uh, sigh uh, uh alicia leblanc who uh we asked to come to the stage reading she's a dear friend of all three of ours um and uh she's not able to come and so so like well can you just give us notes on this on this script and she i remember she walked in um later after the reading like how the reading go we i told her and and me and, and me and bradley had been making a a, a list of people that we are considering for a director and Alicia, I don't think was on that list originally. We just didn't, we didn't like, didn't come to mind. Like so, we we're like, yeah. Oh. So did you guys? That that that, and we. I'm not sure that we were full whole. We are foolish, hmm. but but part of us didn't want to get someone else's fingerprints on it because yeah, we, we were, were so intimately. Yeah, that was exactly. my question. Okay, yeah. How did you guys feel about that? As well as did you did you always know that you were going to have a director, like a, a different director from the inception point? I, I did not always know you were going to have a director. I don't know what Bradley thought, but I de- that was definitely like, uh, it was kind of like a, a rude conclusion to have to come to because mm. we want to do it our yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, I spoke to someone who I, I saw a play, he, did, he, he wrote an act in the play and he had a director. Um, it played at Theater 68 for a while, uh, Ronnie's play. Um, uh, anyway, so I, I, I asked him, what that process was like. And he said, you have to get a director you trust and you have to get a director. Oh. <laughs> and, it, and it was just like, have to. And he was like, it, it, it won't be good and if you are doing it. Wow. You, you, will, you will chop your own legs off and not even realize it. He was just so, and, and he's also like, and I don't know him very well. Like I, we, we worked up, we like, you know, I rented his space for a project and had his email. So, you know, I mm-hmm. took him out for coffee. Um, but he, and I tell he's a pretty animated guy, but he was, he was, pretty, pretty, you know, hard pretty. at this point. And so I told Dan, we got to get one. <laughs> we have to get a director. <laughs> truthfully, I think I, I really, truthfully, I wanted one. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think we knew sure. on the one hand, it's like, well, we're both writers and actors and Bradley, well, he's a great director. We'll do fine. Uh, and, uh, uh, but I think, I think there was a deep knowledge that like, it would be better to have one than to not have one by far. But then it's a very vulnerable and, and uh, well, just what Bradley said, you have to find a director you trust. And that's a very, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. I, at least at the time, especially, I didn't have my fingers in the theater scene. I didn't know lots of theater directors. Like I didn't, right. I didn't even know who was on the table. So we were like, mm-hmm. we we're like, mm-hmm. yeah. It kind of felt like a, like we didn't even know where to start for me. Yeah, and and also you know the 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 play. We, you know, we haven't talked about this too much, but there's there's just an element of faith at the center of this play. Yes. And, uh, right. and so yeah. asking someone to come in, yeah. yeah, to to not just like, hey, help us with the staging, but like. You're going to help interpret and shepherd our portrayals of how we debate faith with each other in a way that is honoring to us as actors, to the intent of the show, which is outside of our beliefs, uh, and mm-hmm. to the sensitivities. You know, Mark, as an actor, I'm, we're going to ask you to go places. 
we're gonna we're gonna ask you to play pretend and to go somewhere. And for us, that was you know, any, any, you know it's a pretty big deal, the afterlife, yes. and what you believe and all that sort of stuff. And so having a director who you trust to um, get you there emotionally and to shepherd you through that and to not ask too much of you and to not be flippant with you know anything that might be too sensitive. Right. Um, and, and you know not, not that we weren't discussing uh, all sorts of stuff in the script, but, but when you step into it as an actor, it's different. You know, yeah, totally. And, and that was one of the, um, we're probably going to get into that in a little bit, but that was one of the biggest surprises for me was as a writer, I was writing Pete and writing Gideon and having the story and I knew how to lay out. And then once it was time to like put on the actor hat and I put this character on, I was so unprepared yeah. for everything that we wrote for this character to go mm. through. Uh, and all of a sudden I was trying to like live it. And it was like, oh man, we really we were really mean to this guy in the writing room because he's really going through it right now. Um, so we were really having a bad to... night. <laughs> having a bad night. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's really, he's really considering some, some, there, there's some really some heavy stuff, heavy stuff, um, some heavy stuff for him to believe and not believe in. Mm, um, yes. And regardless of what I think that that's the commitment that you make as an actor, you know, so you're going to try to be honest to what this guy's. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. all those things are so true, Bradley, that, that I love what you said. Yeah. Finding, because it was all, and we had, me and Bradley talked about this through the writing process. In some ways, there's my simple preference of the lines, line by line. But then in matters like this, like in a play like this, especially probably with any play, you'll encounter it. But in plays like this, especially where faith is such a central theme, you'll get ethical concerns that come mm -hmm. up of, as to what you ethically want to and don't want to and will and won't. And that's you, you, the ethics the ethics um, nervous system mm -hmm. is like a different thing to twink to like to like a different like guitar string to pluck than the artistic sensibilities is this artistic mm -hmm. nervous system. And so when all of a sudden lines start plucking on the ethics nervous system, then I go, well, that's unconscionable. We can't do that as opposed to like, oh, that's a bad line. It's not even funny. You know, that's that's a completely di those are different, different things. Yeah. And so, and so we, and, and finding a director, it was super crucial, I think, for us to trust them in the way that would be most conducive to the success of the project. It was super crucial to find somebody that we could trust both in the way that they were going to handle the ethical material, that they mm -hmm. were going to be uh, humble and generous and in inviting us as writers and actors into that conversation ethically, and that we could trust artistically. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so that was, that was definitely, that was, a, it was a big ask. And so. It felt, it felt like when Elite, I remember she came over, I think I was, I think she just came over to my house and I was like, oh, I'll get Alicia's notes and then I'll, I'll send it to you, Bradley. Yeah. And so she came over to my place and we sat down and, you know, we were talking about notes and I could sense, I could sense that there was something up with her. And, and she was like, hey, have you guys found a director? Uh, and I was like, well, no uh is that and and so and it, and it, it almost was like like dawn breaking of like oh alicia would be we could oh my god we sat down and i was like okay but i remember thinking don't say anything don't you have to you have to clear this with bradley we have to talk with bradley first you can't just say yes to this because we make all these decisions 50 50 right and so i was but it was it was such so refreshing and it was just such a great fit for alicia who is in my who's i know you guys have probably heard me say this before but to me alicia is the best if not one of the best actors i've ever seen in person like an in-person somebody who's in person acting in front of me she's yeah, she wears so masks incredibly well she's so truthful yeah 
mm-hmm. and transformative and aligned with the story. And it's, she's amazing as an actor. And she, but her degree is in screenwriting. And so she's a really wonderful writer. She has great story sensibilities overall. And she has lots of experience in theater. And so, and mm-hmm. so she just became this like, oh my gosh. And she has her own kind of uh, history. And she's, she's a deeply thought person uh, in, in the world of like in, in matters of faith. She's also a deeply thought person. So she's, she wouldn't be flippant to be very careful and tender with those things too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she became like, like the 10 out of 10 could not ask for anyone else, could not imagine anybody else doing this. Um, that we, that was uh, an absolute godsend. Um, yeah. So once that dawned in your mind, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is, this is perfect. At least for you at that point. It, for me, it was, it was like, it was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. What a, what an idea. You know, like Bradley. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'd be such a one, you know, because on the one hand, she's, that was a vulnerable position for her to put herself in, to ask yeah. someone to direct yeah. their, their baby. baby. Yes. I mean, what a, what, what like a huge ask. I, I cannot. Very audacious. What, what courage on her part. Yeah. And, and what I'm so grateful that she did. Because I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. But for, for all the reasons that we've kind of talked about and for myriads of reasons, well, like I didn't know theater directors. I didn't even know what to look for. And I did, and so didn't even know that what we were looking for was her. And so, so anyway, so when she kind of brought it up, it was like, you know, then me and Bradley had the conversation on the side and it just, it, we, it was like, you know, don't want to commit to this relationship too quick. You know, we just had one date, but also this is going really well. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, one yeah. of those, like, this feels like this could totally work. Um, yeah. Try to be reasonable, trying to like slow down our process to be as reasonable as possible and make sure that, you know, all the ducks are in a row. Well, least- I'll say, yeah, for, for me, it was, it was the easiest yes in the world. It was probably, right. the, it was probably, it was probably the quickest, most sure decision throughout mm. this whole process. <laughs> <head to tail. laughs> great. It was like Alicia being the director of this play. Yeah. Um, but, but we did have a meeting, the three of us, where we walked into it saying, if I remember correctly, saying, we're not going to decide today. And we told yes. Alicia, we told ourselves, like, we're going to have this meeting and we're going to walk away mm. with, with, in, with intention of not saying yes or no. And Which I think like that talk the, about the story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my dude, you're right. I forgot about that. And, I and it, I think, it, you know, not that I, I can put myself in that space there, but I think part of that was there was a certain level of professionalism sounds so, so, you know, maybe gauche to say, but like, I, I, but I'll say a professionalism that we wanted to bring to the project mm, and yes. it goes back to like the, the reading we're going to have a reading we're going to put all the couches over there we're going to make a little stage here with lighting we're going to have lighting and uh, drinks and snacks and all sort of stuff like and that wasn't just because we wanted our friends to like the play better and it wasn't just because we really wanted to make sure that Alicia was you know right um, for the project we knew she was and we knew our friends were going to be you know listening closely mm-hmm. it was because from the beginning of this play, uh, there was always a level of we're going to try to do it the right way mm. and, and care, yeah, yes. and care, and, and that's what that is. It, it's it's not a glossy finish because you're the one that sets up the lights, you're the one that moves the couches, yeah, and it's not uh, and you're the yeah. it's yeah exactly, and, and we're the one that's going to format the script, and we're the one that's going to say no, it's not going to live. You know, it, we're not. We all know what the word is, but we we have to go through and do spelling checks because we need this thing to be thorough. And um, as we got gotten to, you know, trying to film it uh, and then the, um, and then the release of it and then working on a study guide that came after it, every little detail that made it practicing load in and load out, um, getting our lighting cues. I, I felt like collectively 
there was always a desire to do it the right way, the professional way, and um, and and not sort of debase the project or ourselves as artists mm. by going to yeah. what was how you might do it in your friend's you know living room on a totally. projector because we yeah. we just had no funding, no whiteboard, no. I mean, we we're just doing it, but we yes. wanted to hold ourselves to something that felt like I mean, it's it's like it's like running drills in a sports. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's like when you practice, practice rebounding with two hands. No one's around you. I don't care. Practice with two hands so that we're in the game. You'll do it right. And it felt like at a certain point, the project had moments when it was game time and we were patient and we were clear and we were professional and we were spell checked and we were everything we needed to be because when it came to the easiest decision in the process, hiring Alicia, which I'm not being hyperbolic, that was the easiest choice. That wow. was the, the, the most right choice of the project. Was it? Even in that moment, mm-hmm. we were slow and we were intentional and we were methodical and we did what we thought professional fears would do, which is yeah. at least give it one coffee meeting before <laughs> we said yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that's the story of Alicia. Um, yeah. And, and we're, we're all the better for it still to this day. <laughs> yeah, still. So do you think uh, it was so easy because of understanding her on a personal level and understanding what she could bring out of you as as actors as performers or writers or, or maybe you can speak to that what were you what were you had to say dan well yeah i was actually you know at the, on the one hand i had no idea what she could bring out, out of me as an actor mm. I, I had no idea of her her qualifications as a director in terms <laughs> like I, I at the time i would just say this i, I just i just i'm a little theater dumb like i'm, I'm i feel still feel like a new kid in the theater scene mm. um i didn't really start doing it till later in life and so i was like i don't even know what i would look for so i'm looking for a theater director but I knew that I tr- that she was a dear and trusted friend, just a good hang, someone you can always have a good conversation with. That's there for you. She's loyal. So personally, I liked being around her. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew that she was uh, that is, that that, that, yeah. that was. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying yeah, not to interrupt you. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. So I knew. So I knew. Like, so like, I felt like personally, and I knew her level of artistry, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, uh, in terms of the acting class, you know, in terms of the things that I'd seen. I knew that of the excellence that she aspired to and was capable of mm. in dramatic art. Now, I, I, I have no, I honestly had no idea how it would apply to directing seriously, but I was, I just know that she has good taste. She is, she is capable of identifying quality as I define quality, at least in, in terms of dramatic art of which this is a, one of those projects. And I knew that I trusted her thoughtfulness um, about the subject matter. Um, I knew that that she was a well thought, uh, a profoundly thought person in the subject matter, mm. and so I could trust her ethically, which which for me like later became really important. Um, that that I, uh, I I guess I'll say this now when we when we got into rehearsals, I remember having a conversation with with Alicia saying, "Hey, here are my ethical concerns with things like this in general, you know, and I'm just going to tell you those things, dear director, and I'm going to no longer think about them." Because I, as an actor, I don't know, maybe there's another way, but I almost feel like for me to really engage in the work, for me as an actor, at least at this juncture of how I do it, I have to kind of turn off my my conscience and just mm. kind of not judge anything, not not like, I don't think super ethically when I'm doing, you know, because you'll say things in a scene that you would never say to, you'd say, you'll say the most hateful, terrible things in a scene because that's what's written, you know, right. so, so ethically you kind of turn off your, in my, or you can kind of turn off your ethics a little bit to, to for me to play out the scene and to really explore it organically and give myself room to play and 
cross the lines and come back from them and that kind of stuff as we're sussing it out. And so for me, it became, it was really crucial that there would be somebody I could trust with that so that she could tell me, hey, I think that line that you mentioned that you didn't want to cross, I think you're crossing it, mm. you know, or whatever that thing, whatever the thing was, you know, so, somebody who, who was, who I trusted to have a deeply thought and valuable point of view in that arena to help navigate the subject matter. So for me, like, yeah, our friendship, artistry, and like subject matter were like the things that made me say yes. And I, to, to, again, knowing nothing about what we actually needed in a director. Right. It, it sounds like uh, she was just that perfect person to evoke that, that comfort and um, relax, relaxing environment yes. as, as far as well as being a guide for you guys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, comfort, relaxation, freedom, a guide. Those mm-hmm. are all things that I trust that she could be. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know if she knows how to block things or light things or or do any, I, don't, I think that's what a director does, who knows? Anyways, I don't know if she can do those things, but I know that she, that I can trust her with the project. I want her hands to touch every inch of it because it's only gonna get better if she touches it and that she respects me and Bradley and will, and will, and respects. And, and then in that meeting that we had with her, I was really convinced that she, love the project she was yeah. to just use it to leverage herself into fame and glory and even if she was doing that then good honor and we were lucky to have her but it didn't <laughs> but there's there's kind of a similar yeah. kind of like humility to like we're all trying to make a good thing happen mm. and so i just yeah. want this thing to go well and i think that i can be the person to do it that's kind of mm. what it felt like and she and she would articulate things about the play she like i remember her saying things about the play and i would go oh my gosh you get it you get it and mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know bradley what are your thoughts I, I agree with all that, you know, the, uh, you know, because Dan and I wrote it, mm. we, did, we didn't need a director to um, like help us work through the first round of understanding the play. Yes. We understood the play, maybe even the first two rounds. We need someone nice. who could move it from like, we get it to like, we are experiencing it. Wow. Because, what a good point, Bradley. That's such a good point. Yeah. Thank you. Uh and she said she certainly had insights that we didn't see and she saw connections that we didn't know but but it wasn't like you know we're doing long days journey night and this director is going to give give us their vision we we wrote it you know and we know it really intimately so what 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 we wanted and what we needed from a director was the blocking the lighting the the you know all, all the uh maneuvers minutiae of, of proper storytelling but also someone to help us go from being knowledgeable to being actors um and and to living in those moments um and you know and and also a little bit to be a taskmaster because we 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 were writing the script a bit too long and she said you need to stop writing we said okay and then we kept writing and she (laughs) said no you really have to stop writing so we did uh and and really make us uh really force us to stop doing anything else but acting yes you know because it's so easy to keep writing and it's so easy to want to direct and it's so easy to have to worry about and just have to someone to say to you you need to take five minutes mm. and come back in and be only an actor when you come in this room again and go, you're right. I was writing. And she, and she did. She said that to me wow. many times. Like mm-hmm. you, you're writing right now, go outside, come back in when you're an actor. I was like, okay, oh. <laughs> I'll, oh. I'll be right back. You know? and, it, and it was great. It's yeah. exactly what we needed. Exactly. Yes. What we needed. She, she, you know, I feel like there's, this is super colloquial, but I feel like I can think of like cinematographers, directors that really make a good shot and mm-hmm. like, and you know, action directors that really make it spicy. And then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, and then, and then, uh, and then actor, actors, directors mm-hmm. who really care about performances 
and you know interested in those things and and to what bradley said um that was something that the project was that, that would have be super enhanced by if we were to have that in director and and that was one thing that I, for both me and bradley knew that alicia had in spades was the understanding of what acting was and what it, and what it takes as an actor um and so so helping us yeah. inside of it was something that we knew that she could do nothing yeah, she, she, we need to yeah, do that she, do the rest of the stuff too we found out but uh she uh, she added to the tool belt you know as an actor you kind of like have a tool belt of what works and what doesn't work on sort of stuff and mm -hmm. and you know she's she was good enough and experienced enough and, and well thought up and active enough in her own life as an actor to say this is what yes. works for me and you go wow okay great i'll give it a shot you know yeah. so that was also fantastic i think both of us had done scenes with her before too like both of us had known like she's I I want to say anyways, but I know I felt like she knew me as an actor, mm. so she she could help me in the ways that I specifically needed help. She's super empathetic and really understands. So I felt I felt like there was like a trust that like you you get what I like, you get what I do, and you can help me get there. You know, definitely. I think I think Alicia and I were working whether it's acting class um, Shakespeare. We're, we're we're working on a uh -huh. Shakespeare production together mm -hmm. and going out to Bible. I think we worked together. We were creatively in collaboration, conversation, you know, just, you know, in, in bed together creatively for, I think, like 14 months. That's like right. it was, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. So we, we'd have coffee to work on the scene and then we'd like go rehearsal and work on the Shakespeare project. And then we'd work on this and then that would, you know, Hotel would take a break and we'd go back to Shakespeare and then Shakespeare take a break and Hotel picked up again. Uh, and so... Uh, that was a great year for me because I got to know her really well. Uh, and that was, yeah. that was really special. That was really special. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, it sounds like, so you guys found a solid collaborator and, and partner in, in Alicia as a director. Yes. And then you guys, you get to the, the ah moment and you, you put on this play, <laughs> you know, in this, in this yeah. festival. And so what was kind of the response like? Tell me, tell me about, uh, I guess, the heat up to that launch. And then um, I guess, you know, how did it go? Was it better or worse than you anticipated? I mean, it, give me the whole uh, shebang of it. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a big decision for us whether we were going to do a big theater, 40 seats, 40 whole seats, or a small theater, 21 <laughs> seats. And so, and we tried yeah. on those decisions and, and we settled on this tiny little uh, studio theater uh, the Broadwater, the Broadwater, was it the Black Box? Is that, was that it? Or the whatever, so, the studio, yeah. studio, I guess. Anyway, so this this small theater um, in uh, in Hollywood. And so, um, and luckily the entire stage space, um, we could mark out in the living room at my, at the house I was living at the time. So we would rehearse it in the house. Um, and my roommates would tell us later, like <laughs> some of the lines, some of like the shouted dramatic lines, they just heard a dozen times and then they finally from their rooms while they were like working on stuff yeah. when they finally came to the play they're like oh that's where that line goes because nice. <laughs> they would just hear it as they're working with yeah so so we worked it we were working <laughs> it in the space and and you know alicia became just what you said a collaborator and partner so she found the key suit she found the key bible she found the key bedspread and or sewed it i don't yeah so 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 we were all we were all producing um mm -hmm. propsing costuming we were doing all you know kind of putting all the things together and then and, and kind of crunching all the things that we would need knowing that at, at fringe what they say is you know you want to have as sparse a set as possible because you mm -hmm. will have seven minutes to pack in the set eight minutes to pack in the crowd an hour to do the show 
eight minutes to pack out the crowd, seven minutes to pack out the set. You have an hour and a half block and that's how it breaks down. And so, so we knew that, that, that we were going to have, it have to be a clean machine and we'd have to be able to pack the whole thing in one with three of us in one trip. But we also wanted to have a bed and not just blocks that were a bed. So we were like, okay, how are we going to get a bed? And so we like found like a trundle bed. Anyway, so we, all that to say, this was kind of like the lead up. We're gathering all the materials. We're kind of packing it into a space. We're building the, um, a, like a sheet of like, what are all the, what we have, we have, I think it was called the out the door list. We, we like, do we have this? Check. We have this. Check. We have this. Check. Like checking down something so that, because me and Bradley were going to try to be actors, crazy thought, once we were actually on stage. And so we were like, we, as much of the minutia that we can outsource to worksheets to just check stuff, the better. And yeah. so we kind of check Smart. stuff going in, check stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Alicia, she stage managed for all, most uh, all Del- of them. Delaney, Delaney stage managed Delaney. the show, I think. Yeah. And she, she, she was, yeah, Delaney was, uh, was just fantastic too. She, she ran lights and sound for us on several occasions. That's right. She yes. She loaded it many times. Um, and yes. I think Alicia missed a performance in Delaney. Yes. In. Uh, 100%. So yeah. And mm-hmm. so we, so we were kind of coordinating. And you need a box office person to run your box office, which we didn't mm-hmm. know. And so we were like, shoot, so we were like trying to hit up friends or seeing if we can buy people beers to run box office for us. And you know, because there's just all these things that we had to have for the whole machine. And so, um, and then we started, you know, getting more involved in the fringe scene, printing out flyers, you know, kind of all, all there's all the producing of trying to get people to the show and handing out stuff and trying to pack that house for all 21 seats, you know. And, and we added we added a seven a seven seat row to the front, so it was twenty eight seats, which felt mm-hmm. like big living. Um, <laughs> and so we were trying to coordinate all of this kind of the producing of this tiny little project, mm. uh, but with all this stuff and um, and trying to get in on budget, which we did. We came in on budget, um, and so we were trying to you know slap the whole thing together. And um, and go, coming into the opening of Fringe and all that, all that entailed, and so what that meant was we're on the side of the street we have a trundle bed uh, two boxes of props we have rehearsed this load in several times so we can do the entire deploying making of the bed deploying setting of the set and the lamps and everything in seven minutes because alicia would go straight up top and start plugging in all the stuff for the lights and kind of get us ready to for the lighting of the show um and so we were like on on set and it was like three two one and go and we like run in there and we do all the stuff we we kind of told our box office person what to do and and you know and so we kind of get the whole thing set and me and bradley we didn't really have a backstage space bradley had an under the stairs space and i had like a kind of on stage kind of in a closet space and so we go into our 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 private caves um after we packed it all in and then we Click yes on on them letting in the people and you know get ready to do our little fringe play in this tiny little room. So roughly, how much time did you have at, in that seven minute block? Really, after you deployed everything on stage to really get in that mindset, switch it over, or were you kind of already kind of in it and it was just muscle memory of you deploying the the stage? Yeah, we had we had quite the rhythm down. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, we had the routine. And we it sounds routine. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we would. So I think we rented the space. Uh, we could, you could rent the space for rehearsal up until the performance. Uh, so we would rent it out, but we wouldn't rehearse there. We would practice our load in. Yes. Um, so we could rehearse so the like, place. Yeah. Exactly. So, so we had every little beat, every little move down to the load in. So we, we would meet at Dan's house. We would run the whole play. Yeah. Uh, day and of then the show. we would, day of the show, run the whole play. And then we would load everything into the car, drive there, load in the set, 
And, uh, and then I guess there'd be like probably eight minutes, five minutes, maybe nine minutes, you know, a, a, a little bit of movement there. I think we loaded the set a little, you know, we, we, we were pretty efficient. We got it quick. We got it quick eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe about 10 minutes uh, in between finishing loading. But as you say, Mark, the, the whole, we started that day knowing we were performing that night yeah. uh, and, um, or, or at least that afternoon. Um, so the, 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 the three to four hours before the performance, we're all right. getting ready for that performance mm-hmm. uh, because we had to load in and because we had to get box house and because, you know, an hour and a half before the show, we each had to send out, you know, 20 texts to everyone who bought a ticket to remind them and to tell them that what parking is going to be like uh-huh. one over there on time. So, you know, really, really what the process was in between, you know, Alicia and rehearsing was, was realizing one, that the creative communication skills that we developed in the writing process were really useful in the producing process. Yes. Uh, what bed sheets do you want to use? Uh, we need to spend time on this. You know, we're not getting enough ticket sales, all that sort of stuff. Uh, allowing time to have those, because uh, that's really when it can become really stressful is when you're talking about things like money and budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and two, that the thing that we were worst at was marketing. <laughs> we, we, uh, that, 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 it was a really fun, really interesting, and probably still this day point is that out of everything of the producing, creative, acting process, the thing that we sort of missed the most, we, we were really good at networking. We could go to a place and meet someone and be cordial with them. We were really good at turning all of our contacts and activating those into audience members which is like essentially texting everyone you ever met and saying, here's a little personalized thing to say, come see my show. Please, please, please. Um, please, please, please. You know, posting something on Instagram really doesn't do that much. You sort of have to text people or call people individually. Definitely. So, so that stuff we were good at. Uh, but in terms of like strangers or, or, or like activating an audience to come to it, um, I mean, I, I, you know, we ended up, I think we ended up selling out every show, but but, but we just didn't have a spirit for it. Like we would go into like, you know, bars to meet up for a fringe and hand out flyers. And, and, uh, and there were some people there who really, really enjoyed the aspect of fringe that was communal and that was marketing. That was the awards ceremony. It was all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we sort of had to come out of our hobbit hole a little bit. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and we, we met some really interesting challenges there. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, yes. the stuff that we did creatively as writers really worked as producers as well. Um, and yes. as you see, we, you know, we, we really try to take the extra mile to say, like, who, how are we going to forget the bed? Write down bed on the list, and then we were going to print out six copies of this and make sure we check it off every day. That's um, right. We, we just didn't take copy. anything. Yeah, we didn't take anything for granted. Um, yes. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, so yeah, we get in, we do the show, uh, we, we, we get some people there. Uh, and we have about eight minutes before, uh, in between loading in and, and jumping in on stage. And then the show starts with two monologues, um, yeah, a what... monologue of Pete's and a monologue of Gideon's. Uh, and those are direct address, which we can talk about a little bit, how much I love that. Uh, and then it was just one long scene, you know, uh, yeah. which was really, really exciting for us as actors, just yeah. to like step yes. on stage and just see where the treadmill took you, you know? Exactly. Um, I guess treadmills don't take you anywhere. That's a pretty bad... <laughs> thing to say yeah uh, i'm with you though exactly exactly it's, it's pretty profound but in the opposite direction yeah 
no that's so true which is one reason i feel like we we would run the show earlier in the day to what you were saying mark of like we would run the show Mm -hmm. back at the house Mm -hmm. kind of generally we wouldn't want to like all out do the show but kind of generally get in that headspace honestly for me at least uh, part of running the show is just remembering the lines because once you're on stage for this then you don't get to leave you don't get a breath you're there so just kind of like refreshing do you remember how all this goes um right sometimes in fringe your show dates will be like five days apart and so it's like i haven't really thought about this in five days do you remember the lines you know anyway so so for me it was for me it was much more about like just sort of like lightly tapping the emotional places of the character Mm -hmm. Uh, lines for me are always really easy so for me it was just sort of like okay that feels fresh that feels good i'm just not really feeling that today this is all right like very much like the the emotional manifestation of like stretching before a, a, some sort of sporting match. Mm, and if yeah. I didn't have something that day, then I'd spend the next, you know, load in and prep time and my eight minutes before the show really trying to activate those specific things mm. um, that, you know, didn't feel as loose when we were running it earlier in the day. Nice, yeah. And so then we kind of, in my head, like we kind of like do what we need to actor-wise, mm-hmm. take a breath, get the show packed in. And then, and then you know, usually between load in and the audience coming in we would have like two minutes or three minutes so we do a little team huddle and wow. go like hey we got you guys and then that's it and then you know let's go to a show so wow. um yeah that's yeah. it's just very impressive i it speaks to you guys as far as how professional you guys were and, and how prepped you guys were um about thinking about all of this ahead and strategically having all those checklists and everything like that to have all this stuff to where that all that that you're doing is kind of back or forebrain but really backbrain you're you're already prepped and mentally yeah. for what the work you're about yes. to do because it That's is right. for those for all the listeners that haven't haven't seen um the film the subject matter is it, it gets intense in in some parts of it and the journey of these characters are it's it's very much a roller coaster um and it i i can't wait for you guys to do the stage play again because it was such a, uh-huh. an incredible um thing as an audience yeah. member to behold especially we talked about you guys mentioned the small theater space but because of the intimacy of that space and the roller coaster ride that the play was it was very impactful as an audience member and when you for all the listeners out there when you see there's a lot of theater out there that that gets bad and i think there's a connotation of with people that say they aren't theater people that's what they think of is kind of like these bad experiences maybe they had watching theater um but when you go see a great play when it's done well when um when you're within this space that these these actors performers and the 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 director and the the stage hands and the lighting and everything comes together to kind of get you into this completely different bubble this space and you just exist there with someone in front of you performing um and really being vulnerable and visceral visceral in front of you it's absolutely astonishing and so it was just really fun to be i think that rather it was really fun in this small space to kind of witness that um Mm. because it was such a roller coaster of a ride and and it just blows my mind that you guys had such little time to prep for that but like i said that kind of speaks to all the prep that you guys did as far as the actual checklists and things like that the strategy of prepping for for the mental thing that you guys had to go go through as actors yeah yeah thanks dude yeah. It was great. It was really great. And it was, we were, you know, we, I kind of felt like we, 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 and, and as we were, you know, like we said, we kind of, we call all our friends, we kind of scrounged together, 
everybody who could come and see it. And so we mm-hmm. packed out all, all shows of this 28 seat theater. And then, um, and then, and then, and then uh, that, that's it. That was the end of it for us. We were, we were pretty like, ah, big right. exhale. Well done. We did, we figured out fringe. We made a project together. Mm-hmm. That's all we could ever ask. But correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, just through you, even though you guys say you, you're terrible at marketing, which I don't, I, I can't speak on that, but it, it kind of like through the community that I was aware of, it was starting to make like a buzz just on the word of mouth wise. Um, and that was speaking of the credence of, of you guys' you know, performances and the professionalism that you guys, you guys had in doing this. And so take me through, I mean, you, you kind of were about to touch on it, like right after this, this play or maybe in the later half of it, starting to get a little buzz. Everybody's kind of talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, you're getting some clout because of this. Um, and then there was kind of like this brief stint of it as a, as a theater show going somewhere. Can you, can you talk yes. about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like, uh, Oh, Bradley, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, we, uh, we, we ended up, you know, we were involved in fringe. So people from fringe came to judge the show and we got some nominations. I ended up winning an award, which um, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm going to this award ceremony. We, we knew we were nominated for one award, but one of the awards, we actually weren't notified. We were nominated for it. Do you remember this Bradley? <laughs> no, you win. I, I was busy. I know. Bradley, so I showed up, I showed up like, cause I was, you know, I was the only one and you're in this huge audience of this really cool theater. The fringe awards are super fun. And they would say, and up for the next nomination, we have this play, this huge contingent for that play. It goes like, yeah, oh my God, yeah, choose us, choose us. And then we have this play, oh my God, yeah, choose us. <laughs> and Gun in the Hotel Bible. <laughs> and then we have this play, yeah, oh my God, you know. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I was like the only one there because we were a tiny show, it was a small little project. And then we, and then found out that we were both nominated because I think they didn't release that we were nominated for this one originally, but we were nominated and then got this award uh the show works uh don't we create word for innovative original production i think that's it something like that anyway so it's we a got great this... title yeah <laughs> great great um, name for an award yeah, yeah. yeah so we so we got this award and we were like oh my god oh my god and then we and then uh yeah then we get a call to extend it yeah mm-hmm. which is very cool very cool because at that point you kind of were starting to check out like oh we're having this last hurrah and then all of a sudden you get this extension yeah, yeah. and that was really fun because we got to reblock it which was great. Mm. Um, and that was the first time it, it really beneficial for us to just like put it in a new space and figure out the new moves and, you know, some uh, different entrances and exits. All that stuff was really grand. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, and then, and then, you know, what, what happened with the players, what happened with the reading, which was that people wanted to talk about it. You know, um, we'd finish our shows and, you know, there'd always be some people on the street uh, talking to each other about the play, asking us about the play, uh, curious about some lines. Repeat this line again. What'd you think about that? Um, and so, uh, the, the the what the benefit of the play was, or at least the thing that made the play really kick, I think, for a lot of people. And Mark, you talked about the word of mouth. Was that there was a there was a thing to talk about at the end. The play brought up a lot of ideas that didn't really answer, um, and it brought up a lot of um, counterpoints that. Uh, felt very legitimate that, that, that there was no real straw man in this play, or at least we didn't try to, you know, um, mm-hmm. we, we, were, we were trying as best as we could to have the play not be preachy, even though our characters were sort of preaching at each other a little bit. Uh, and so, and, and so there was just things to talk about. Uh, and part of that was because of the, just the premise, right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't really walk away from, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, 
you Oklahoma. know, fleet yeah, Oklahoma being like, well, let's break <laughs> down like the, the right. are you a farmer or a cowboy? Yeah, would you uh, say you're a farmer? Well, you know, I grew up a farmer, but I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, I had this experience in college yeah. when I'm a cowboy, right? But like people have those conversations about faith, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you grow up? What culture were you in? What stories were you told? What stories do you think are true? Um, what stories do you think are helpful, even if they're true or not, right? Mm-hmm. All those type of things are conversations that can come from, um the story that that has faith at, at its core or at its center. Um, and so, and so it just bred a lot of communication. And so that was really cool. And, um, and it was from that communication that uh, Raja and Celeste, uh, my loving parents uh, said, Hey, we think that this thing could have legs uh, outside of the theater. Uh, right. And so my dad's in the industry, my mom and my dad met in the industry. I've grown up in California. And my parents have come to literally hundreds of performances. Uh, and and that was just, it was just very, very normal. And so when they approached Dan and I and said, we want to try to make this thing into a movie, uh, we think that we can, you know, fund it. We think we can make money back on it. We think this can be, you know, something that we're interested in professionally. Uh, it was really, really exciting and really, really surprising. Um, and... Completely unexpected, right? It was just out of the blue. Yeah, I mean, look, it, yeah. It, 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 it can't happen to many people, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, the word nepotism definitely applies, uh, and, and that's not without merit or, or uh, you know, whatever that, that should be said. Um, but when, when, when they called us and they said, you know, you, would you guys be down to try to put this thing on, uh, on film, then it was pretty exciting and, and pretty... Uh, you know, there was both excitement and also this idea that we want to be able to do this thing professionally. Uh, and I don't know if you ever worked with a parent, but you want to do good, you know? Yeah, you want to make them proud, right? On you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're working with your dad and your mom. Um, and so, you know, then we went into rewriting it for the screenplay, making some cuts, looking at extending some things. Yeah, that's And that's preparing some... for mm-hmm. what was going to be a really intense four days of shooting. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. I, I wanted to speak to that really quickly because transferring a play to film is like a big, big ask. What, did you, did you, were you apprehensive about it, either of you? Were you um, kind of like, what were the biggest changes that you, you tried to make to make it work as a film? Or, or um, I guess, what did you encounter in that process that you were kind of unaware of, that, but you knew it had to be kind of changed a bit to make work? That's a good question. Yeah, it it definitely felt like I would say immediately um, we could tell that Raj and Celeste were big fans of it and that they wanted to protect the thing that they loved that they saw on stage. Hmm. So so it didn't feel like they that there was big changes in any kind of structural sense um, that needed to be made. And so a lot of the changes that were made were things like Raj and Celeste saying, hey, yeah, we literally saw this performance five times this line never made sense to us. And I was going, Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. That line doesn't make sense. Does it? And so yeah. I was kind of, you know, like things like that of, of like, of like, Oh, that doesn't really make sense. Hmm, well, like it's kind of a jump in logic and kind of, you know, uh, so doing a general pass on everything to make sure it makes sense. And then it felt like, um, um, there's, so there's a piece of that. And then there's a piece of, 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 um, of making it fit screen which wasn't i would say a lot of what we did was like hey we're trying to adapt it was already here on stage it was, it was in a small space so it wasn't like totally different than you know it already kind of lends itself to the intimacy of being on camera because it was already like two people in a small room kind of a thing 
And so, so it was so anyway, so, but what, what are different changes and adjustments we can make to really lift this off the page and, and get it to screen? Uh, yeah. And, and, and part of that, I think, is, is trying to double down or at least find film language where the suspension of disbelief that comes from theater. Yes. When you're watching a play, uh, it's just one level removed from your perception of what reality is. When you're watching a film, it's either very stylized or it's realistic and you go, well, that's not realistic if it's not realistic. So, mm -hmm. so we, we use some film tricks to sort of uh, explain and uh, answer some questions about what are the rules about Gideon, this Bible, and you know, how, how do we manifest or at least throw people off their guard or at least do a couple extra things that feel outside of reality to let people just sort of sink into the premise and not spend the whole movie going, I don't get it. It's a talking book, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because, and Dan says this all the time. He, <laughs> he says, whenever I pitch this movie to someone, I have to explain it like three times and not because they're being rude, just because like, oh, it's a book that, oh, it's a talking book. Wait, what? Oh, you know, like, like an actor plays. Oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. So, so like it's, it, you know, it, it lives in that, you know, that zone. And so one of the cool things about film was that we were able to, um, adjust for that, but also you know play around with some new with new some new elements and some new rules of the world, um, and then you know make some some acting choices. Mm. Uh, before it was it was I found a lot of joy and, and probably shirked a little responsibility, uh, and just sort of like <laughs> hey I'm gonna go on stage and see what happens you know like yeah. like and my character could end up somewhere else tonight and I know the lines I know the world I you know I know where I have to go I'll get there however I get there uh, and you know in a play in a film you're filming out of order and you want it to be cohesive and you're jumping in and out over the course of four days as opposed to um you know an hour and a half on a sunday so you're gonna have to make some choices and revisit that and you know resize that performance and those instincts to film as opposed to stage which was uh which which alicia was again so instrumental in uh was helping us or at least helping me um, zero on some of those answers and um, find a level of consistency that before I was enjoying not having to have um, because it was just one long scene, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And and so you, you Alicia tied into this project as well. She stayed on as a co-director. Am am, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. right. Uh, totally it, totally it. Yeah. So you guys, uh, I want to be conscious of you guys' time. You guys are, um, we've been, talking for a while and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Hopefully you guys don't have to go anywhere, but if you do, I totally no, understand. That's great. Um, great. Well then I would love to plug on. So you guys talked about, you guys had this really condensed film shoot, which I, I think it's, it speaks to you guys. You guys were already, you know, kind of prepped. You guys knew the story. And like mm -hmm. you were saying, Brad, that you guys had to kind of convert it to the film um, aspect of it, filming things out of order and, you know, prepping your character in, in that sort of way. But was it intense at all? Was that as well oiled as you think the play was? I mean, how did that go? It seemed like the cast and crew, or the it crew rather, be. it had to be. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I, I mean Chelsea Gonnering and uh, Celeste as in the it kind of sitting in the EP chair, coordinating like on on the day. Mm. They just crushed the logistics of everything and made all the wheels turn. And mm -hmm. I and Raja, in was it was it just felt. It was it was such a joy to watch him run the set mm. and and know just what he wants 
you know, be able to have conversations with the different department heads about just what color, just what length of lens, invite their creativity, and then still make the decisions. Come and speak to us as actors and, and like be, totally break it down for us. Tell us what we like. I'm going to be honest with you, we're not getting this thing. We need that, you know, we need more. Or, you know, just kind of like really um, inviting us into the best versions of the performances that he had seen several times in the course of the play. Such, um, he was such a gentleman. Yeah. And uh, in, in the way he conducted himself, such a master and what he was, what how he could get things. Um, uh, uh, a real wizard and kind of making the whole ship run. And uh, and he's a big fan. He just loved the story. He really got in the story with this. He'd come to us in between takes, emotional. Saying, oh, we're almost there, you know, or that kind of, you know, that kind of like just, you know, let's let's take it back just to this line again. We hit a little bump in the camera. We're gonna do something kind of in that zone, you know. He was he was it was amazing. It was just it was so fun, so fun. Oh. Um, and it and just what you said, it was fast. It was it was yeah. long days um long days with a totally different type of endurance than theater definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely i mean i think there comes and this is probably true for anyone in in the on set uh and i think this i think this is a uh, tom hanks i'm going to paraphrase mm. a tom hanks quote or whatever do it but at some point and and someday in a movie mm. there'll be a moment where the film either works or doesn't work because you can or can't do your job on in that moment Either you can act or you can't right now, you know, and the movie needs you to do it. This is the scene. This is the moment. This is the whatever. And maybe there's multiple of those. Oh, Again, man. I'm paraphrasing this quote, yeah. but, um, or, or at least this, this, this concept I, I got from listening to an interview of his. Um, and it, it definitely felt like that for much of this project, walking on the set or, or jumping into this scene or saying, all right, we're going to like land you know, it's one long page or one long scene. So we're going to land somewhere on page 25 and shoot to somewhere in page 27. And we're going to have to find the rhythms and the consistencies and the continuities that are going to match. And we knew the show really well. Uh, so thank goodness. But, you know, we walked into it going, we're going to get three takes of everything. Yeah. Yes. And, and only three takes yes. before yes. we have to change. And, and sometimes we get through five and sometimes it was one. Yeah, but like that was our mindset. We, we every day in the morning as we warmed up, you know, and it, it meant you had to swing, you had to swing, really Defenses. swing on take one. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, you don't, you don't and, ease into it, take one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and so that, that, but that was really engaging. That was really exciting. Uh, you know, it, it, it was fun to, every time he was like, let's go on set, it was fun to like, to, to get the feeling of, you know, it's, it's sink or swim time, you know, um, yeah. in, in as, as many regards as we could handle. Um, and, you know, a lot of the show, it's, it's a dramatic premise and it is mm-hmm. a drama, but a lot of the scenes are funny. You know, there's not really yeah. much of a plot in this story. <laughs> the plot is guy walks in room, guy walks out of room again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to spoil it. Uh, but, uh, but um, so, so, so the story has to move through tone. And through theme, um, and so what, what's the, what's the topic they're talking about, and how are they talking about it? Mm, mm. Is is how the beats that you're used to in a story, the rising conflict, all that sort of stuff. Uh, for us, it wasn't plot. For us, it was yeah. relationship and tone. Uh, and so there was plenty of moments that were really fun to film as well. Yeah. So sure. you know, I don't don't make it, make it sound like you know we're was it heavy set. And exactly. To to what brother, this is something that I feel like I did not do very well in. That mm-hmm. I feel like I 
I learned from Bradley honestly after the fact and kind of like, oh yeah, that would have been a good idea. Um, uh, was was in theater when you walk on, especially for this play, you walk on stage, you're in it. You don't get to breathe. I mean, you get to breathe in front of everyone. You know, like 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 you you're gonna do. You're about to do this thing. Right. But in yeah. film, you walk on, you do the thing, and you can't stay in it. You got Mike. You got to be able to go back to the dressing room, take a deep breath, read a book, you know, check your phone. Like you got to be able to disconnect and have some lunch, and then and then they're going to call your, you know, the, hey, hey, we're going to need you in two minutes, and then you go, you know, you kind of get yourself back there and come back again. It's a totally different kind of yes. endurance. Yes. Like 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 in theater has the endurance of you can't leave stage for a full hour or two hours mm, or whatever, mm. and film has the endurance of like you're going to go twelve hours and you're never going to be on for more than a few minutes at a time. But you're going to have to get in and get out, get in and get out, and get in and get out. You have to do that transition a hundred times a day, um, and that to me is something that I was less used to. And 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 it was yeah. So it was, it was just a, kind of a different muscle to like you know be able to transition in and then transition out and trust that I'm going to be able to transition back in again when they need me. Because mm. if I try to just oh I, I was in it when I was there and I'm going to I'm going to stay in it when I go back to the dressing room, I'm not going to make it the full day. Um, Certainly not on day three, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Somewhere out there is an actor. I know. Yeah, and right. Good right. for them. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> but you're right. I I remember the next project I did going. You know what I want to do differently than I did in Gunner Hotel Bible. I want to chill when I'm not shooting. I want to play Switch. I want to just I want to just like take my brain off for a second. Um, and I and I and honestly, just the fact that doing it with Bradley was such a gift because that helps me. Bradley helps me relax. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so just being able to like chill was so it wasn't totally not that, but I remember that that was the thing that was like, oh, I didn't I didn't expect that to be a factor. That was a factor. Um, wow. So, anyway, so yes, yeah, so we crammed the whole thing in like four days. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did we did exteriors later, and then mm-hmm. I don't know what your experience was, Bradley, but to me it was kind of like, you know. Because we went to post, which meant that 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 Raja, who is editing also, was working all cylinders all the time, and we were like, for the first time since we had come up with the idea, taking a quick a quick nap, you know, um, mm-hmm. like or, or slash like trying to make money back for all the money that we blew and all the time that we took off work, you know, um, trying to like even out the scales again. Um, yeah, for the for the first time, we weren't the ones pushing the cart. Right. You know? Yes. You had a handoff moment, and, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, it, and it was oh. it was cool. It was a little odd, um, and I, th- I think we ended up doing Wisconsin after we sh- after we shot it. Is that right? Is that oh yeah, because we did. I think it, no, I think it was. I think it was like significant amount of time after because I think after, I yeah. think that May May of twenty this twenty. I can no wait. Was it May of twenty nineteen that we did the first? I have no idea. I can't. I okay. There's no other. Seventeen, eighteen was Hollywood Fringe Festival. Fall of eighteen, yes. we shot the movie. Sp- yeah. Spring of nineteen. Mark, you must have been there at the at the mm-hmm. no at the Lemley. Yeah, had the first. I was yes. at the festival. So, so yes. that was spring of nineteen. No way. Could that possibly wow. be true? That's it. That's spring of 19. Yeah. So spring of, of 19, we did the first screening with temp music and kind of temp color. And, you know, there's a lot of things that like we're not oh, finalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we screened at the Lemley to kind of like see how reactions were and all that kind of stuff. The Lemley went great. Um, and then yeah. we kind of did final pass on music. Final, We kind of like finalized everything. 
and then started throwing it at film festivals, just applications, applications, applications everywhere. Mm. Um, I'm thinking this, festivals. I'm thinking you were talking about the, when I said festival, that second festival that I saw it at, remember, I, I think I, it was like three or four festivals yes. in and I went to go yeah, and, that and other December. festival. Yes, 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 yes. That, yes. That, was, that was at LA Live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the first was at the Lemley and we just, we just right. like, did a screening for friends and families, very small uh private screening oh wow very select people like mark laird very select it was um, let me just yeah. say it, it was it was really cool as a as a peer and friend when i step back outside of host just as a friend seeing it from the stage reading to that oh point. wow it was insane um just because you know it's always cool when you see your work or anybody anybody's work that you know intimately especially from like you know concept and then it ends up on a big screen in front of you. You're just like, what the hell? I'm here now and I'm watching this this <laughs> art that I saw, yeah. you know, literally scribbled on a page at one point. It's mm-hmm. that it's that's pretty nuts. Um, so that was just a really cool moment as a as a friend and peer seeing that and being mm. being a part of. And and that was, I guess, the final point that you had. W- would you have changed anything if anybody came up as far as the music goes and the stuff like that? Because you had you said you. You had that. That was the final pass for music and things like that. Would you? Yeah, change? we definitely did. There's yeah. some notes that I heard from people that we pitched around that were like, "Oh, what if we change this? Or is there any way to? Mm-hmm. Are there other options for that shot? That kind of stuff." Gotcha. But it was it was pretty yeah. close. It was pretty. That was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty tight. Yeah. Um, Ra, I mean, Ra, You know, Raj's expertise that he blooms from as a director is in post, and so right, he just crushed the editing of it. Mm. it's very mm. cool okay so but but you know i think apart from that wisconsin performance though what's interesting is that dan and i are probably writer uh, actors first yeah and then we tried to write this project and then since we taped that in 18 yes we haven't been writers or actors mm. yeah, that's right it was and it, i guess it was the summer of 19 that we mm-hmm. so we were like oh you know what we should do let's go do the play i'm from wisconsin and oh, so right. it'd be really fun to bring the play to Wisconsin um, to both to just like see how the play travels. Cause we were at the time we were like, what if we like did a tour with the play? You know, we, we weren't sure that would work. So do we, we want to, to do yeah. it? Do we like it? You know, all that sort of yeah. Stuff. Like what if we just like tour the play, we become a tour touring theater folk for the next, you know, and, we, and, we weren't sure. I don't know. Yeah. And at this yeah. point, I imagine you guys are kind of missing it a little bit, right? This is kind of like a, you guys have let it lay fallow for a bit. I mean, we, we certainly hadn't done it in a while. And I guess to me, it was more like just exploring next. We to, like, it felt like we weren't sure how long this thing could go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we were yeah. like, let's see if we could, if we could just, if we could make money doing this thing for a while, that'd be much better than all the side hustles that we were doing at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, so if touring the play could be a way to make money, then let's try it. And so we, so that was kind of like another arrow in the quiver of what you're saying, like just trying stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so we did it in Wisconsin. That was a blast. And it was right before we started at our first film festivals in the fall of mm-hmm. 2019. Um, mm-hmm. and which was a, to, to what Bradley was saying, it was funny to like do a, write and act in a project like we did for the French festival and then in the movie and that all just happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And then you take all this time off. And then you screen it at places like festivals or when we did it at the Lemley or whatever, you start screening it and people are seeing it. And then they're like, oh my gosh, this was great. And they're having this experience with it for the first time. Mm. And we have, our experience with this happened two years ago when we're like, oh wow, we think this is interesting. And so it's, it, it was such a, it's such a it was, as opposed to theater, we're like, you just put your heart on the line as an actor live. And then they said, wow, that was amazing. And you're like, 
Oh my God, thank you. Yeah, wow. Shit, it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to do it on, on to, with the film was so funny because they were saying that was amazing. And we were like, oh, what? Like, I didn't do anything tonight. All we did was just press play. You know, it was, yeah. it was a totally different experience um, to me as we kind of started trotting the film out to film festivals. Um, it was super fun because it was much more relaxing. You didn't have to act that night, you could just show up in a suit. Um, but it was, uh, it was, it was strange. It was very strange. Wow. Very cool. Okay, so I it got great responses in Wisconsin, right? Yes, Wisconsin went great. Film festivals started going really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we won several festivals best for best pe- best picture or best narrative yeah. feature. I remember that time I was hearing all this yes. uh, buzz and all these. All of a sudden, not only you guys are starting to become selected, but then the awards start coming in. You yes, know, things are picking up. You guys yes. are um, getting a lot of fulfillment, I imagine, and and just you know, kind of pinching yourselves at this point. Very cool. But yes, just like just it's one of those things. Yeah, you know, I've heard somebody say like if you if you live by people's praise, you'll die by their criticism. Mm. So there's this strange thing of like, okay, they're saying all these nice things. We'll say thank you and like definitely try to appreciate that and find a good place in your heart. But also, don't live, don't like crush that up and snort it and try to live off of it, or it'll <laughs> kill you later. Yeah, when definitely. You do something they don't like. Um, uh, yeah. So it was this. So, but it was it was just what you said. It was super validating. It's just so fun. It's so fun as an artist to do so much work that no one ever sees that no one ever cares about and to have something yeah. that people see and that people care about is feels honestly, at least it just feels like rare. And it, and it was really special. It was super special. Content 19 was super special mm-hmm. and meeting Leanne and meeting everyone there was super special. And, and LA live was super special. It was just really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so killer. So that kind of like got us. And so we had all this heat and all these things that were happening and me and Bradley are, you know, trying to make turn that over into real career moves as actor writers and we're trying to turn it over for the film into like a real distribution deal and so all that was kind of flooding together um um coming in coming into 2020 and then of course 2020 became 2020 and 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 the industry more or less froze yeah um and uh Mm. and so we spent the better part of 2020 with it felt like i don't know what you would say well i guess you know we did some writing in 2020 but 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 it kind of felt like acting more or less froze and the film kind of kept it kept moving a little bit until we until we finally started moving towards distribution in summer 2020 mm-hmm. um, wow. and, well, then, and what, then it was you know uh you know we, we weren't front lines of the contract or anything like that uh, right. distribution you know we, we were we, we, we were very much like wide receivers on a football team we're like on the sidelines, on the sidelines, on the sidelines. You're in, run, good, and then run as fast as we can. Yeah. And then <laughs> we ran, and they're like, great, now go to back sidelines. We're like, all right, whenever, you know, we're whenever, ready, yeah, whenever you're ready. That's, uh, I yeah, love that description. Like, yeah. So, 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 it was a lot so 2020, we were on the sidelines, and then they're like, "Hey, here's the contracts. Here's the, here's like a product. Here's like a distribution studio. T- tell us your thoughts." And we're like, "Oh, great! I'll make some make up some thoughts as to what I think about." <laughs> sell it, sell studio. it, sell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and then, you know, and then everything that, that comes with trying to make this thing, uh, you know, get it out there and get it seen and make it, uh, you know, presentable and likable. And, um, and part of that was, you know, developing and creating a study guide that can accompany it. Part of it was trying yes. to really understand and uh, communicate and speak to demographics in a way that we never really thought beforehand. Because when you're doing a play, you just put it on. Like, cause we, when you do theater, you're doing it for theater people, <laughs> uh, you know, like and, and mm-hmm. regardless of like age, race, gender, there's theater people and there's not theater people, right? 
That's funny. People don't go to the theater, and then there's people who do. And but but movies or a film is is you know a, a bigger audience, yeah. a little yeah. more ubiquitous. So so we started looking at those questions, um, and, and and of course as an artist, you're like, well, everyone should see my work, uh, but but <laughs> who's that's it for? Not useful. Mm. Yeah. yeah, who's it for? So it's we started for you. Like, again. Me and Bradley, I feel like start like started like feeling the scourge of marketing. Uh, yes. Uh, of of like us trying to keep our head above water, doing the marketing of the film and all that kind of stuff, which some people are so good at. And you know, Raj and Celeste were so great and 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 found partners for the film and all kinds of stuff that were super helpful. But it's mm-hmm. it's just a language that's a little less native to me and Bradley. And, uh, and also probably works against our strong suits. There's 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 a certain timing and uh, uh, affability that comes to social media and posting and marketing we want to like ride something when it's hot and and it would just be like we'd be working uh and it'd be like this needs to happen they're like all right i need three hours and also dan and i as writers are used to doing five drafts of something Mm. like and and much to our benefit because we aren't good enough to do the first draft to make something good you know um we're we're not we didn't write a good play because we're great writers Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. We wrote a good play because we really thought about it and really, and really yeah. took a few drafts to do it. Um, and so with, with, with things like, you know, things like a lot of the elements that were the back half of this uh, film or distribution marketing, all that sort of stuff, uh, no one's interested in reading seven drafts of your Instagram post. They just need it not... posted in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it works. It, I don't care. Yeah. It needs to be posted in ten minutes, <laughs> and it works against our, 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 you know, our better judgment in some ways. Yeah. Uh, but we, but we got to work on this this uh, accompanying uh, conversation guide because so many people enjoy talking about it, and because there are so many questions that often accompany it, and because some of the more uh, detailed things, uh, elements, dialogue happen so fast, it just flew by because you know it's all in service of a story and drama. Um, this isn't supposed to be a dissertation. So yeah, so uh, these lines about deep faith things or God mm-hmm. things, theological statements would happen in a half a second. People go, oh wait, but I want to talk about that thing. And so mm-hmm. and so we kind of like took many of the questions we would get after shows or things that people would be curious about, and uh, and started weaving together a, a, a conversation guide for people to you know talk down the movie with in the communities that they're. That they're with and so we had we had it's, it seemed like communities of faith were particularly interested and in like oh we we want to we want to like talk about this thing and so we made this um made some conversation guides to help, to help got it so just to clarify you know, yeah so just to yeah. clarify so, for the listener um so you guys you guys got um reached out to or was this advice given to you to create these conversation guides um for these communities that wanted to maybe discuss your film or because of the topics that it covered I feel like it was kind of the idea both kind of came about naturally that like this would be this could be a really good way for people to engage with me to because mm-hmm. the movie only is like 58 minutes long or something 56 I don't remember so it's, it's a pretty short movie mm. but then they could keep engaging with the movie by talking about the themes and what happened and all that kind of stuff afterwards and so yeah. that's I feel like that kind of started there and then we had some people that said hey well I, it probably started with the Q&A's because when oh, we went yeah. to Wisconsin we we planned to have Q&A a Q&A after our show so we'd finish the show, we'd come out and we'd say, thanks so much for coming. You know, if, if the show's finished, you're welcome to leave. 
please leave if you want to leave. We're, we're going <laughs> to sit and do a little bit of Q&A if you want to ask us some questions or just yeah. sort of talk about the thing. Uh, and we did that in Wisconsin and we tried it out. We wanted to see how it worked. And both nights were pretty great. We, we ended yeah. up having some really great discussions. People had some really uh, evocative and emotional and personal and challenging uh, reactions to the play, yeah. uh, which was really cool. Um, and, and, you know, validating for us in all the ways that it is. And so I think at least coming off of that, the idea that this mm. would have an accompanying experience, uh, whether that's showing the movie and then us coming out and talking or showing the movie and having something that accompanied it, uh, as Dan said, to make it feel like a full night of the theater or a full mm -hmm. night of entertainment. Um, cause you know, people, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm used to seeing a show that's an hour and a half, two hours long. Right. Yeah, and, and we we would and it, honestly, in some ways, for the marketing of it, in the sense that like we felt like the movie was a full night of entertainment wholeheartedly. But sometimes when you just see the 58 minute sticker, yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, what's in a full night? You're like, oh, well, it is. You, you come see it. I think you'll love it. But yeah, kind of to like say, no, there's more to. So yeah, so so I kind of felt like it, the idea was in the water, and then we got approached by um, some of our friends at Damascus Road who who mm -hmm. were who were saying, oh, we think this could really really work, and we'd love to work with you guys on this. And so we put together a conversation guide because specifically for churches or, or or faith groups to to you know host that conversation uh, because the movie is faith, and it it, it it seemed like that would be a really good place to uh, mm -hmm. to equip people because anybody could lead a conversation guide. Uh, to, to lead a conversation after but to like equip people with like specific tools to maybe help uh, guide that conversation after a movie with so much discussion about faith um, gotcha. so anyway so yeah so we worked we so that was like the next thing we really wrote together hard was was working on this conversation guide as the movie was coming out at the beginning of this year and so january 5th um we part where we did partner with freestyle and, and partnered with some really great folks and uh helping us push the movie um in terms of pr um and so we we started like pushing the movie at the beginning of the year uh right when it launched and doing a similar thing of sending emails to all the people we could think about hey, and happening now <laughs> yeah, pe yeah people that people that were like people that were like oh we would love to see the movie but like it's not available i'm like yeah you're right because we couldn't just send links around but now it's available and so like uh, to me the biggest thing i, I didn't what i didn't yeah. want if somebody didn't want to see the movie that was fine but what I didn't want to happen is for somebody to say, oh, I really wanted to see that. Why didn't you tell me it was available? I would have seen it. That's what I didn't want to happen. Yes. So trying to like tell everybody yes. who might want to see it, like you don't have to watch it, but if you did want to watch it, you can watch it now exactly. on Amazon, you know? Um, and so, so that's, that's honestly been like the, the, that's been the, the real launch point of 2021 for us. The movie has been launching the movie, trying to get it in as many hands as we can, as we go. Exactly. And it's been now, let's see, three and a half years. Um, uh, wow. three years essentially since we onboarded alicia and and started mm -hmm. doing rehearsals for the play and it's and it's still it's still it's still got life in it which has been well this, this goofy little play that we we're well, yes. that was gonna be our warm-up act yeah <laughs> it's been super exciting and yeah. and yeah it feels like a special thing to look back on and to what bradley said of like it always felt like it had life in some ways it felt like in some ways it felt like like you know, and sometimes it felt like we worked really hard to make this happen. In some ways, it felt like we were riding the wave of this great thing that we mm -hmm. got to be a part of. And it was almost like we got to be a part of it rather than like we forced with our fingernails for something to happen. And so um been super, super thankful that we that we still get to we still get to engage with it today. Yeah, to go on podcasts like yours and talk about it. I know it's crazy, man. I can't believe that you <laughs> that like I just feel so it's so cool that you that you first of all care that 
have us on and then and then uh we're interested enough to to hear us do the long talk about the about the story of course man i I, like i said i I wanted to come in this conversation i think it's really valuable what you guys did um especially to any young creatives out there um you know taking something and from inception all the way to completion like that first of all just our conversation puts in perspective how long um sometimes a fill can take from the inception yes. idea to actually the fruition of everyone being able to see it. But also, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, to any struggling creative out there being like, Oh man, I don't have any opportunities. This is just a story of creating an opportunity and, you know, riding that wave and taking it, you know, where it will go to create more opportunities for yourself. It, it's basically, I look at it, um, from my viewpoint, as you guys refusing to be powerless in your situation and, and coming up mm. with something and writing that, which speaks to you guys and uh, which I find, you know, both fascinating and I'm in love with that idea and I think it's super powerful for anybody listening out there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess my last question, guys, before I let you guys go, which you guys have yeah. been very gracious with your time. I super appreciate it. But um, is there anything that you would add if you could go back and talk to Dan or Brad at the very beginning of this whole <laughs> scenario, what would you be like, hey, dude, let me let me tell you, you're in for this. Or um, be advised or maybe think about this a little differently. Is there anything that you would say or advice you would give to that younger Brad or Dan? The first I thing I got yeah. a lot of those for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. One of the first things that came to mind for me, and I'll think of as any others, but mm. one of the first things that came to mind to me was trust Bradley. Mm. I, I think because the truth is, I did trust Bradley. Yeah. And I think that there's times because we just got so deep with each other. We, it's a very, it's a very like we're very, very connected every step of the way, and so and so there's always opportunities of like, oh my gosh, well, is it? Is this gonna, you know, like what's gonna happen now? I mean, I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever conflict conversations with friends? It's scary. It's like the scare. Like, what if I tell them? What are they gonna say? And and mm-hmm. and just to put, or maybe maybe not trust Bradley because I did. It would be just more just to reassure, like, hey, Bradley is trustworthy, so you don't have to worry. You don't have to like all the worry of like, what if Bradley was not trustworthy in this moment? That would like make me fret or make me hesitate to bring something to Bradley. Maybe I could like convince younger Dan that like, hey, it's I'm I'm older and trust me that i know that he's trustworthy and you just talk to him um so do you feel like that would have been uh like a, you could have avoided conflict i mean where did that no 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 i just think we just got a conflict because uh, the reason it would just let us get the conflicts quicker because i would have been less scared to bring it up ah, uh, ah gotcha. so and and would and i would have had less anxiety along the road you know i think it would have been you know just knowing just never yeah just i would just had less anxiety from any of those things that i'd ever be afraid to bring up um so i think that uh, yeah because I, I think that's all that's all that that sometimes when that felt threatened to me i would get anxious and there was no reason for me to be anxious at that time mm. um i would come to find out um but yeah I, yeah i love that i mean i think i think if i could tell anything to myself it would be to to really take advantage of and abuse dan's trust um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to really, really right, take one around. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's a good. It's a. It's a great question. I honestly. Uh, hmm. Another thing that I thought of is like, hey, oh, no. kid, 
just enjoy the ride. But the other thing that I would yeah. say is like, I feel like we did, Bradley, I feel like there's so many great moments that we chose to enjoy things of like, we're going to go out to dinner tonight and we're going to buy some drinks and like and celebrate that we took this small step and just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like really celebrating all the small steps and not as opposed to like, we're going to celebrate once we have a movie released going, no, we're going to celebrate every, every freaking step because you, because, and Mark, you know, this, anybody who works in the entertainment industry, if you're like, no, it's like you, it's so rare that you get to ce- that celebrate anything major. So you have to celebrate or celebrate anything that, that feels circumstantially major. So mm. you have to celebrate the wins, like the, the heart wins with vigor as if because those are major wins and you have to celebrate them as if they were so because nobody else will do it for you if you don't do it it's truly, so rare that truly. other people will choose to celebrate you you have to kind of make the choice like we're going to celebrate mm. so anyway so i feel like we did a good job enjoying it too which was great but there's certainly yeah, times yeah. i would get neurotic that i probably could have been like hey dan just enjoy this this is a good you're gonna you're gonna realize later that today you feel really stressed out but today's a good day <laughs> you can't see that right now you're so neurotic right now so just believe me today's a good day you know yeah, that's prob- probably something like that. Um, it's it's hard, you know. I think I think. Huh. Hmm. I'm not sure how much I would change, honestly. I I, yeah. I think we did a good job of celebrating the moments that we needed to. I think we did a good job of like going to a calendar and saying from you know 9:30 today till 8 p.m. we're gonna work. <laughs> And then like, hey, can we make that 9.45? 9.45, yes. We can, like, like, we, and then we like, you know, get those 15 minutes back. But uh, but we did a good job of like, you know, really muscling it in. Um, you know, there, there's a few moments when along the way where, you know, when you work with someone for three years, you're going to have to course correct and yes. reestablish those bumpers and, and um, all those sort of stuff. And so I feel like that we did a good job of that. Yeah. You know, there are moments when it felt like we were overindulgent on our process, mm-hmm. but I felt like that only we didn't, we, you, don't, you don't get to decide when you, when overpairing is enough or when it's overpairing or not, you know, That's maybe so you just enough. Maybe you still underprepared a little bit. Maybe you overprepared massively, but you know what you don't know yet if you're overpairing or not. So mm. there are moments when I feel like looking back and go like, we really churned a lot up there that we probably wouldn't have needed all of it. But yeah. at no point would, would I say, you know, the, but the process and the habit of over-repairing was something that made the project what it was. I, w- I will say that th- there something I'm really proud about is I felt like that as, as, the, as the, the project expanded from Dan and I at a Panera to Dan and I and some friends in a room to Dan and I and Alicia to Dan and I and Raj and Celeste to Robert Arnold uh, and our marketing team and to content 19 and all the, as, 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 as we and to you know, all the different facets that we established. Um, it felt like the way in which Dan and I artistically communicate was always at the center of it uh, and always part of what would made it good, whether it was the study guide, we couldn't hand the study guide to someone else. It, it had to come from us because part of what made this project what it was was it was the collaboration of two people who were trying to collaborate well. And the story is about two characters who disagree mm. and who find ways to um, be empathetic and honest and sincere and vulnerable with each other despite that. And in some ways, that's the story of Dan and I telling a story together. Oh, and, that's so true. and that's really cool. And, and there are moments when you know the, the fifth person in the room would say, we need to do it this way. And Dan and I would be able to say, okay, 
we're going to take it back to our lab and, and we'll get it to you on your due date. Tell us when you want it by, but, and, and we'll get it there. We'll work. But it felt like there was always a moment, there was always a, a, a protection around the, the collaboration that Dan and I had established. And that was wow. really, really special. So was, nice. I don't know if that would change anything. I don't know if that no, is yeah. I, that, that's sort of the long view that I get when I look back and that's, I'm really grateful so for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that dude. It's so freaking yeah. great. I think when I think about to to that question, it feels like I got to dig a little bit, you know, like, what, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what do I want to change? Cause it does feel like to me, it feels like it's a huge testament to you, Bradley and mm-hmm. uh, to going to hotel Bible's a project. And, and a lot of the steps that, that we would yeah. take kind of what we said, you know, setting up lights in the living room, not just having a blank living room. You know, mm-hmm. having an official meeting with Alicia, not just hiring her on the spot. The kinds of like, hey, we want to like take be the diligence taken and steps along the way. That like, I I I would love for future projects to feel like Gun in the Hotel Bible felt in terms of the mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. It, the results may vary, but in terms of the process, <laughs> yeah. um, I feel very thankful and uh, and very. Um, proud is the wrong word but just like i really stand by a lot of the decisions we made along the way to mm-hmm. celebrate as we did to connect as we did to have communication as frequently and as in depth as we did to resolve conflicts mm-hmm. like we did you know that process is one that i would love to repeat mm-hmm. um and, uh, and get lucky enough with all the people who are fans you know ryan o'quinn um yes just countless people who said you know, uh, Sean Mead at Damascus Road, people who said, I like this, I want to try to help. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and if I could be so lucky to have that experience again with like, we could hire someone to help us with this because you can always hire someone to help you. But for someone to say, here's the keys, rehearse whenever you want. I'm a big fan of your show. That, that felt special. And uh, yeah. that happened again and again with this project in a way that that felt unique. And, yeah. that, and that wasn't limited to people who agreed or disagreed with it yeah yeah so, yeah. yeah few 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 changes to process because even yeah mm-hmm. even if i don't want to change i felt like we we did a good job to what you said shaping and growing and adjusting looking back and reflecting in the midst of yeah it. Um, and, then, and then on top of that i have like a million specific examples of when i like you know did Dan dirty or like wish he would have done yeah. this differently or had you know, text back by this date, turn in the paperwork on time. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of those things. I did a million and a half, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but you, you know, but I can't leave too much behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> well guys, I want to thank you both again for your time. And uh, honestly, I cannot wait to see, to see what you guys come up with next. Um, I think the, the world's gonna be better for it. It's gonna be great. Thanks man. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks again for, sure. for having us on and, Yes, yeah, and if uh, if uh, if anybody be down, the, the movie's going to Hotel Bible. It's on Amazon. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a better thing. What what? How can people stay up to date with both of you guys? Um, and I guess go ahead, Dan, and tell them how they can check yeah. out Gun in a Hotel Bible. Get it, Dan. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's about a guy on the verge of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Skip yeah, ahead. Yeah. Skip ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Gunninahotelbible.com has all the info you need, or Facebook at Gunninahotelbible, Instagram at Gunninahotelbible. Um, you can find the conversation guide there if you're a community of faith looking at leading other people in conversations about the movie. Um, and the movie is Gunninahotelbible. It's available 
on um, Amazon and iTunes and honestly anywhere. Google it and it's it'll pop up. It, it's it's anywhere anywhere that you watch movies, you can find it. Um, and um, uh, and then on Twitter at Gun Hotel Bible. Um, uh, and so yeah, you can keep up with us at, at all those spots, and and uh, we'll we'll be sure to tell you news if anything more develops. But for now, we're just super excited to share the movie with you. Yeah. Fantastic, and you can find brother. Dan and I on IMDb. Ooh. That's right. You can find us on IMDb. <laughs> Same with all of us. Yeah. Uh, um, don't, don't go to my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I won't like check it. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this has been fun. Um, and thank you so much again. I guess I'll, I'll talk to you both soon. Dude, it's been all such right. such a pleasure. Talk to you soon, man. All right. Take care, hey, guys. Love you, Mark. Love you, see you guys. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Bradley. Well, that was fun. It's always a pleasure getting to talk to those guys. And be sure to stay up to date with those two on Instagram and check out Gun in a Hotel Bible on Amazon. It's a cool flick. I think everyone's going to enjoy it. Well, that's the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in to No Red Tape, and stay tuned for the next one.